Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about progression in Beyond Light and the ways I would like to see it change. This is a topic submitted by a Tier 3 member that's going to co-host Q&A and VIP call-ins with me. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at SNTRLive.com. If you prefer video uploads and not live content, SNTRVideos.com is an archival channel that will not hit your sub feed, but all the uploads go there. So the live channel is SNTRLive.com and and then obviously the network if you'd rather have it all under one umbrella go to sntrnetwork.com and everything is there rageous roundtable repeat theater and these episodes as well so bookmark that site all right so progression in destiny has been a debate for a really really long time we're always talking about the the, the masterworking of the armor or the infusion system or the leveling system or the lack of seeming seemingly the lack of investment on your uh, your your guns you know there's a lot of things that that didn't didn't ever really seem to change or evolve in a way that felt like true progression also uh, the lack of social progression with your clan a lot of the perks and things you unlock we've debated these things time and time again on the channel so today I'm gonna walk through gear world and social progression and ways that we would like to see that change I've already kind of given commentary on what I would like to see happen with weapons specifically sort of inspired by what we've seen them doing with the ghosts okay they, they have the ghost system that they outline it's going to look like your armor you master work it up and you can customize your ghosts perks we would love to see that land on weapons we have no idea if they're doing anything like that with the weapon system we're hoping that that changes so let's just first talk about gear progression at the present time there's not really any genuine gear progression aside from master working armor and master working armor has a lot of its own pitfalls you lose currency if you use it and dismantle it i've referenced minecraft dungeons in the system that they do where if you dismantle a piece of armor you get all of the currency investment back to dump into another piece of armor and so a lot of people this myself included we feel sort of currency paralyzed i don't want to spend the currency because i know i'm not going to get any of it back so you get kind of stuck also fully master working armor isn't that needed it's great if you're min maxing you get the extra 12 points you get more energy and if you really are trying to build out and spec out into the best build you can do that but that's basically the only form of investment right now or what you would call gear progression the update of masterwork actually adding to the ghost i think is a great start to have more areas of the game where there is some form of investment in decision and progression involved but even the ghosts are pretty ho-hum i mean there's i think there is a xp slot a glimmer slot a finder slot and then the activity slot so that's a nice start but really i think we need a true investment system added to guns and armor in beyond light or at least somewhere maybe this is just the beginnings of it to make it feel as though you are investing in progressing your weapon now some might be scared and think i don't want to go back to d1 where i had to spend all this time grinding relic iron on mars just to level up a weapon's perk so i could try the perks out i do not want to go back to that era of the game but we've put forth ideas about having perks land at a tier one they get better and go up to tier two and three the more you use it so you get a feel for the gun but it's not at its absolute peak until you're done we've also talked about a way to do a mod system you master work the gun up like you do armor it opens up four mod slots just like the ghost and those four mod slots affect the four lanes on the weapon anytime you look at a weapon there's four lanes the first lane is the scope the barrel or the sight 
Okay. Second lane is usually a mag perk, and then the second two are usually something to do with reload or damage. And those four lanes could get augmented, modified, enhanced, changed, or whatever by those four mod slots. This would give you the sense of, I gotta get the god roll, and then I have to invest in the weapon to take it to its absolute peak and craft it, not crafting like building it, but I'm gonna set the gun up in a way that is suited to my needs and my liking, and I think you could do this in a way that wouldn't feel like you're creating a god roll, you're still chasing it, but then you're augmenting, enhancing, or modifying it after you have it. This would give you a sense of progression on your on your guns. If you remember Borderlands 1, there was weapon proficiencies. The more you used certain weapon types, the proficiency would go up. That's passive. I'd like to see it be a little bit less passive and more involved, but those would be some ideas on how to do gear progression. World progression. We don't really have any sense of world progression in Destiny, and I feel we already have some really, really good glimpses into what they could do. So in Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, they brought the first and very slightest sense and semblance of world progression. You hit a certain power, and then milestones and challenges started showing up. So your director all of a sudden looked different. I think it was when you hit a thousand. I think. I can't quite remember how they did it. You hit a certain light level, power level, and then all of a sudden, the whole director changed. You had all of a sudden you had challenges which were originally called milestones. So I put milestones here in my rundown cuz that to me, that's what they are. They you know, they rebranded them as the challenges, but that's confusing. So I'm going to continue to call them milestones. That was sort of one little glimmer or glimpse into what would feel like true world progression. I have always said you make leveling very linear and very automatic and the minute you hit level cap, so in this case level cap would be 1050 and then pinnacles 1060. So make getting the 1050 pretty automatic and easy and linear and then once you hit 1050, the whole game should change. There should be new bounties available, new loot pursuits available, daily targeted items should replace challenges and milestones. So you open up the menu and your director looks completely different as a way to give you this sense of world progression. The world itself is changing along with you. I think we need a better sense of world progression in Destiny 2 Beyond Light that just goes beyond challenges and milestones, which is in essence an RNG power pursuit and nothing more. It's not that meaningful. Seeing your level go up is nice, but it's kind of becoming redundant as well as something that just gets a little boring or frustrating, which is not a good combination. World tiers is another thing that could be implemented, but in a different way. That's probably too far out of reach. I don't see Bungie doing a world tier system like you get the the ever-increasing difficulty in a game like Diablo or Anthem or something like that. Uh, I think they did the same thing in Division 2. I think difficulty spectrum for more activities could be a great start. It'd be a, it'd be a great way to say it's not a world tier system, but it certainly is close. We are very, very close to this with Nightmare Hunts and the Nightfall system right now. Grandmaster Nightfalls need completely retooled and be, and be less of a blunt object to your face and more refined and more nuanced, but it certainly is a good start. With difficulty spectrum, you can have an increase in reward drop generosity as well as an increase in reward drop quality. You start to just get better items the further up you go. Since they are creating a loot hierarchy with adept weapons and better weapons in the harder content, this would be a great time to land what would feel like, in essence, Destiny's version of world tiers to give you the sense of progression as you level up to go up. I really, really want to see normal and hard mode return to raids, as it will be a little strange if Vault of Glass lands and it's just 
Vaults of Glass with no two different modes. Also, if they have plans to bring back King's Fall and Wrath, those would feel very strange not having the two different modes, normal and hard. Last and certainly not least, social progression is something that is completely and utterly lacking in the game right now. I would set sights on the clan system first to be a place that would have more meaningful progression. First and foremost, getting people into clans should be a streamlined process inside the game itself. They could assess your play patterns and your region and your prevalence, uh, your preferences. You know, what are your uh, proclivities? Where do you end up in the game? What time do you usually play? And where are you in the world? And then give you a handful of clans to choose from and just get you in a clan. Now that they've had this update, if you remember their blog post about the instancing where they moved the... Um, the script from questing to the physics script they said if you go up to somebody in the tower and join them you don't have to re-instance you will just suddenly be in their group this would be a great time to say okay now we can throw people into clans and getting them together and playing together is a lot easy is a lot easier and then you can be leveling up your clan maybe give us a clan dojo i don't know that might be a little bit out of reach but again that would give you a sense of social progression also since you can just join people now and not have to reinstance the tower could get updated and joining players could create unlockable areas for organic in-game lfg we might have to grassroots this ourselves and be like if you want to run raids just hang out next to Hawthorne and try to join the people that are around Hawthorne and then obviously Nightfall Zavala and then you could have trials near Saint 14 or something sort of an in-game LFG we could grassroots it but Bungie could also say no there are areas that you can unlock if you if you do these certain uh, checklists or triumphs or whatever and you unlock these areas for in-game organic LFG you prove yourself complete a couple raids and then you can get access to those areas um, or at least do a series of things in PvE to unlock it. Maybe you can't run raids. You don't want to gatekeep that in-game LFG. That'd be a really great way to give people a sense of social progression. It's something they work for, they achieve, they unlock it. It's now a perk and a feature in the game to both strive for and then benefit from. You could also take earnable titles and ranks that come with social privileges or features. That would be another great tie-in with titles and triumphs, giving you that seasonal grind and purpose to do something to feel a sense of social progression in the game as you move through the various activities. So those are the various ways I think progression could change in Beyond Light, and I would love to see some of these things get added to Destiny 2 eventually. We're going to transition in just a brief moment to live Q&A. If you're here in the live audience and you want to submit questions, click the Join button to become a a, a, a tier one member, five bucks a month, get you emotes, a badge, and these uh, different perks in live chat, as well as in our Discord server. As always, if you want to catch these live, sntrlive.com, or if you prefer uploads, sntrvideos.com. And as always, if you're watching or listening in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about progression systems or progression in Beyond Light and what we hope to see. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast on any of the platforms, you can always watch me live, a video live podcast, uh, sntrlive.com. We'll take you to my live channel where we do all the streams. If you prefer archival uploads instead, you can go to sntrvideos.com. That's a YouTube channel that won't hit your sub feed, but all the uploads go there. Or you can go to sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is a nice one-stop shop. You should bookmark it. Schedules, tools, upcoming episodes, everything's there. All the videos, you want to make sure and bookmark that site. Now, 
a viewer that did the tier three co-host support asked me to do this subject and well timed next week they're apparently going to talk about progression and economy in the twab so we got out in front to talk about things we'd like to see and then we'll obviously see what they have to say for us next week but uh steam crow is on the line with me right now before we jump into the questions why did you want this to be a topic of discussion and he actually gave me my three headings by the way he wanted to talk about social world and gear progression so maybe give us a brief sort of flyover of why this was a subject important to you yeah so i oh boy it kind of stems from my sort of recent fallings into uh, other MMOs. I know Destiny is not a full-fledged MMO, um, but it really kind of got me thinking of how sort of lackluster a lot of the social elements in the game really is. Um, I think for you know games like these, they live and die by their community, and you know, sort of soft forcing players to engage more with each other is is really important. But that got me thinking about some of the other. Uh, well, what I believe are the other core elements of Destiny. And obviously there are more than just these three, but I felt these particular three, gear, world progression, social, were the some of the more important that could use some improvements. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I, and, I, I agree. Go ahead. Um, sorry. And uh, as far as bringing it up, well, I uh, I rather respect your opinion on a lot of things. I'm a bit nervous if you can't tell, So, but that's that's about it. Okay. Well, this is literally just a conversation. That's all this is. We got plenty of questions sure. to go through. And uh, I thought it was a great subject because I do think progression's generic, but there are a variety of ways players can experience a sense of progression. So I thought Absolutely. we touched on some good stuff today uh, in the main talk. So the first question that I didn't uh, I didn't clean up the crop here. I thought I did. Give me one second here. Clap for you with the first question says, with no description or TWAB on XP or bounty changes for progression, do you feel they made no changes to leveling progression in the game? Well, according to, uh, to, to one of the community managers, in response to something I guess Chevy said, he said that their, um, their goal is to touch on economy and progression next week. I can't see a world where they don't address XP distribution and bounty focus since Luke Smith said they were going to be looking at changing that in year four and his director's cut before Season of the Worthy came out. Uh, th- he's driving the ship, so I would I would set my sights on next week because it's a clear problem in year three. And I would just say, before I throw it to Steam to see what he thinks, uh, I guess I'll call you Crow. Before I throw it to Crow see what he thinks I don't want the baby to be thrown out with the bathwater. number one that's not kind to do to a baby and number two like <laughs> bounties aren't terrible like bounties have potential we had bounties in D1 and you know bounties I think can spice content up I continue to think that bounties should be more generic so instead of telling me which primary to use just tell me to get primary kills in a particular way you can have rapid kill bounties you can have uh, critical kill bounties, kills without reloading bounties, uh, up close and personal bounties, and just tell me to get those types of bounties with my primary or with my my heavy, my grenades, or my secondary. Don't make me constantly change my loadout. That's kind of dumb, especially if you're going to go into Crucible. Nobody wants to go into Crucible and use a loadout they're uncomfortable with to get a bounty, especially if they lower the XP. If Bungie says XP distribution was lopsided, bounty XP payout's going to go down. If they lower the 
the innate value of a bounty and you're still having to change your loadout well no one's going to want to do that okay so first things first make them more generic so i can run with what i like to run but i guess i have to slightly pay attention to you know grenade kills super kills rapid kills whatever and then don't make me fight my teammates for completion of the bounty if you do those two things, I think the bounty system in and of itself is totally fine. Like I think a lot of people wanted to just eradicate bounties from the game. We asked for bounties to be added. They got added in a way that didn't land all that well. So the hope would be that they evolve them and iterate on them as opposed to kicking them out of the game. So uh, I'm going to throw it to Crow. What do you think on this subject specifically with, you know, with bounty progression and XP? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm right there in the same boat. I think, you know, I think bounties are fine. I think when you focus on bounties for so long and make them the sort of primary, you know, driver of the game, I think that's when it becomes a problem. I've said for a long time, bounties, they should stay, but they need to coexist in tandem with many other systems. Um, I have to ask then, though, what do you think on, um, like, if, if they made bounties... Uh, sort of shareable so like if if i'm in a party with two other people and i get we each get you know want to do the same bounty at the same time if we're in a party each one of us contributes to that one bounty's completion and then it applies to all three of us yeah i i think people's concerns with like a shared bounty thing is that you'd like people to afk or whatever and not contribute um no that's fair i think proximity is all that matters truth be told if I'm next to you and you're getting close quarter shotgun kills, I if I have a bounty for that, I think it's fair for that to count. I'm with you in the heat of battle. Um, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing also to remember, too, is I'm sure Beyond Light started development probably shortly after, if not just before Shadowkeep dropped. Mm-hmm. So I can't really imagine that all the feedback about bounties won't get addressed in some way, right? You know, they talk so much about aspirational content that's going to require a diverse range of stuff to do, which is very, very enlightening to hear because I think all of us are kind of sick on just the focus of bounties. Yeah, well, and the other thing to think about here is if bounties are complementary and helpful, but not central, then people can I, I would say like enjoy them as opposed to feeling like they're a bit of a headache or they're tedious or whatever. Uh, oh, absolutely. And somebody's asking in chat, didn't they do proximity bounty completion before? Yeah, it was in, obviously this is not a, a bright spot in the history of destiny in guardian yeah. games. They were proximity based. If I was near you, it counted. If you were doing it near me, I it counted. So it's like, I, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like you did it in Guardian Games. Now, maybe they were experimenting in Guardian Games for future bounty iteration and updates. That would be awesome if that was like the first sort of like test run of uh, proximity bounty completion. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, and that also can, and this is kind of melding a few things because they all kind of tie together, but that also can really play into assisting more of the social aspects, right? Because you're going to be a bit more inclined to maybe be around other people. Yeah, yeah, and and it would, I, I think the only thing that would be frustrating here is there are the people that run ahead and do everything before you can get there. That strikes. Would still, yeah, it strikes. <laughs> that would be a frustration. Um, but a lot of the times people run ahead right now and don't kill anything. So I think in that respect, it wouldn't be as frustrating as like right now when somebody kills an entire group of enemies and I'm standing right there, like I throw a grenade, 
uh, and they die before I get a chance to do anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? Or I throw a grenade, and as it's in midair, <laughs> a mountaintop grenade comes sailing and blows everything up. Oh, um, yeah. Well, then it would count for me for something, hopefully. Um, I also think if people know they can work on bounties more casually and you're just all kind of going through together, I, I just think that would it, it would just work. It would kind of be like almost like an equilibrium of, of the distribution of fighting and killing and damage. And the other thing we've talked about recently that would dovetail really well with this is give me a reason to kill stuff in the strikes. Like, we don't have any reason to kill anything. <laughs> Right, uh, you know, a strike right. scoring system that coincides with my weapon boon idea. So your 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 drop rate is increased. Your drop chances are bettered by the better score you get. Well, that's going to make everybody focus on killing. If somebody's focused on killing, they're going to have a hard time getting ahead because enemy saturation is going to hit a point where they can't kill everything on their own. You're going to catch up to you know the speedy guy that runs ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, very true. So I think those two systems could make. XP distribution and bounty completion work in a way that is good and not central, but also not completely meaningless. You know, right. idea, um, I wanted to read what Wheezy was saying. In an ideal world, bounties should be more for giving resources like legendary shards, plants, and materials, etc. The experience should be secondary, not the prime motivator. That's something we haven't even talked about. Like, why aren't they dropping anything? Materials or loot, you know? Oh my god, right? I, I almost feel like they work better as sort of passives that you're, they're always just lingering in the background, but at the end of your play experience for the day or for the week, you know, you, you cash them in and boom, there you go. Then you can just grab them the next time but they're, they're not something that needs to be essentially focused on so heavily yeah yeah i agree all right let's go to the next question that was good thoughts and feedback from uh from everybody avenger with the next question as we have seen in the xbox trailer there was a guardian at level 31 if og levels return in beyond light how do you think that would change progression in the earlier mid game compared to the straight gear leveling done currently well i don't I feel like this question's ignoring the the, the TWAB about the raid because the raid made it clear that we got to hit what twelve thirty or whatever. Um, yeah, it was somewhere around there. So we can't go back to this. That had to be a testing environment screenshot. Um, I don't know. I I I, I wouldn't ever. I would never want to go back to that anyway. And I also don't think we have any reason to think that we are going back to that, given what we've already heard about raid prep. Um, that we, I'm pretty sure it's 1230 is your target uh, for contest for the raid. And, you know, we have like what almost two full weeks to get it done. And I hope in the progression TWAB, they talk about uh, gear leveling not being horrible. Um, you know? I've said it multiple times. It could have just been a new light test build since they were trying to change new light. Yeah, but even if it's a new light test build, you're, we, we also have a screenshot of somebody at 400 power. That's not possible. It was like the the, 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 the the Triumphs page. You can't be 400 power now. Brand new player. You can't be 400 power. You start at 750. So I don't even... Those screenshots, I don't think mean anything. Truly. I'm not trying to shoot anybody down, but I mean, I don't think they mean anything because you can't even be 400 power right now. Even if you're a brand new player, you start out at 750. Um, so I, I don't know if you have thoughts on gear leveling or the OG leveling of D1. Yeah. I don't, don't want to go back there. Yeah. So I, I actually, until the question, I did not even know there was a screenshot or a video of anything with a level 31. I'll be honest. I actually would love to go back and, Part of that's mostly it would be for new players or for new characters. And I think just because 
it's such you know you go back to like destiny one and you hit uh and i'm not trying to be like nostalgia goggles guy over here <laughs> yeah yeah um, but you hit a certain level and suddenly hey look you get this new planet to go explore right and that's like a sort of soft sense of aspiration that's earned right off the gate just for hitting a new level um and that i think is very fulfilling for players whether they're new or they're old you know new alts and whatnot i think overall that's actually kind of healthier um especially when you get into the whole world yeah you know world tiers like i said sort of unlocking things and then oh now you suddenly have access to new strikes or you know sort of new loot because you you're level like 31 for instance you know yeah that this is where i think we can capture the idea of leveling meaning something with Mm -hmm the you could either do not world tiers but a lot more difficulty spectrum or make it to where once you hit max level kind of everything changes like there's new things that open up to you new new pursuits and new opportunities new difficulty settings and things um as opposed to i i I did not like as an example getting to the dreaming city and not even being able to drive to petra and getting blown up and killed along the way because i was so (laughs) under leveled for the area that was honestly tilting and unnecessary like just put it right there at the beginning um <laughs> you know i like the idea of having an end game public space that was kind of cool i don't think that's going to jive with sunsetting though going forward i don't think you can introduce a new location destination or location in a season or something and have it be higher than everyone's gear because then all your casuals that just love to live in the public space are going to be like i don't understand the gun that I love that you told me would work for forever as long as I don't take it into the end game suddenly doesn't work in the public space. Because um, there's people that are looking at this year as an example. Both the tower event and contact public event had an increase in power, which won't work in a sunsetting environment. It won't. It'll mess things up, I think. Yeah, I think in the long run, that's that's true. What I will say, though, is, you know, the player of me, or the player side of me definitely agrees of like, oh, my God, I got to go all the way to Petra and I'm just getting annihilated. But mm-hmm. I think there are benefits to that, too, though. Right. Because mm-hmm. that keeps you playing more. Right. Because now you suddenly want to go do that. So true. you have to kind of work to get to that level. And yes, it's an investment, but not so much in difficulty, more so in time. I think time investment's a, a really big thing as well. Everything is so fast that, you know, leveling is kind of meaningless at the moment in terms of some aspects, not not everything. But I don't know, I think I think there are definite benefits to sort of soft lock off areas that kind of drive players to keep keep playing. Yeah, I I there, there is there is pros and cons, but I think it has to land in the right place. I don't think public space is the best spot for it, and I don't think seasonal content's the best spot for it. This is why having a normal and a hard mode for your seasonal content would be perfect, because then you can let everybody play the normal, and then the hard right. mode can be what you're talking about. It's what I aspire to. Yeah, well, and man, and it's so easy for me to really get caught up in that. I, I agree. I think in a game like Destiny, you know, I, I have to remember this is not like a normal mmorpg right it's an action mmo and rpg and so things are way faster and there's not quite the same expectations (laughs) for that kind of 
that kind of uh, ideology. I just, I don't know. I I think that's more of a personal side of of me that just I, I think kind of soft locking that stuff is is healthier. But I, as far as seasonal stuff like contact event and, and you know sunsetting does make a difference too. Uh, I I think I think I'm more in tandem to agree. I think that's probably healthier for the game if we kind of go along with your your ideals on that. Well, and we know it didn't work in Black Armory, you know, the first oh Forge, my God. everyone yeah. hated that, you know, it was oh. like a smack in the face. It was rough. It was rough. Um, yeah. And they had the lower <laughs> escalation protocols level. If you remember that too, it was too high. It was too hard. Oh man. Um, See, yeah. At the time I, I actually, I didn't, I took a break from Destiny right after Curse of Osiris. I missed Warmind. I came right uh, back with Forsaken. So that, but that's fair. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize they had done that. Yeah, that was actually, uh, interestingly enough, (laughs) streamers don't have a great track record right now. It's kind of inconsistent because there were streamers that um, lobbied for EP to be made harder when they came back from like a testing, like a a capture event. And uh, (laughs) they were the reasons that it got raised. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah, they were the reason. (laughs) So streamers don't have the greatest track record because infusion and, and leveling has continued to get whittled down to make you know a lot easier and a lot smoother um and and now is you know virtually hated by all like everyone hates leveling and infusion now and it was something that a lot of streamers like lobbied for at the one summit and uh yeah if people are trying to rewrite history and act like they've always been against leveling or infusion or whatever the frick but like streamers don't have a great track record and wanting things to be hard and grindy and the community being like yeah we don't really like that like it's okay if you make grinding for a really a, a, a great weapon that's fine to make that grindy you know imago loop Fatebringer, etc but don't make right. leveling like that like leveling is just like an engine it's just like it just should take me from point a to point b pretty naturally and then i can decide yeah. what i want to grind like crazy <laughs> after you know afterwards oh sure i mean shoot i'm just again using uh, an example, I, I I didn't expect to hit max level in Destiny 1. I don't usually find time to raid, so I, I never, you know, expected to do it. And somehow, I managed to hit a level 400 by g- g- grinding out heroic sivas for I don't know how many months. Uh, and I, I was very surprised, but it, it, it took a certain amount of time investment, which what you said just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. Guys, this is actually not a call-in session. This is a co-host. Uh, it is a tier of support you can select, so we're going to be doing call-ins in a little bit when we're done with all the written questions. Avenger with another one. Do you think more lockout lists like Prophecy Final Boss or just drops that tells you that they will be, in general, would be a step forward in the RNG gear leveling department or to be too generous? <laughs> they did this with Ada. Remember her milestone? Always, It told you you were getting armor. I always thought, why yeah. not rotate that week to week and have milestones sort of tell you that it'll be a gun or an armor piece so you can target what's important in that moment because you get to a point where all you yeah. need is armor. That's it. And you keep getting yeah. guns and you want to punch your screen, right? So it's like at oh least you could whittle it down, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because at least then if it's rotating, you, you can choose, okay, do I want to focus on this this day or this week or, <laughs> you know? Um, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt if I did. No, no. It's every every co-host is a little bit different. This is fine. I'm 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 learning to uh, to navigate the the slopes here and 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 leave the pauses <laughs> in spaces. That's something that a host is supposed to do, right? You're supposed to leave space. For um, sure. As I would actually say, you don't need to do this. You don't. Okay. <laughs> All you got to do is raise the soft cap. Or, or raise the floor of drops to be dropping at whatever level you are so backfilling happens automatically okay 
and then when you're then your milestones or whatever your powerful drops should just be rhythmic every three strikes i should get a powerful and in between those powerfuls i'm getting backfilled by drops you don't have to reinvent this wheel just smooth it out it's it's just got some rough spots if i hit 1040 then everything should be dropping at 1040 that's logical that's that's totally sensible especially to a brand new player like i'm 1040 why am i getting drops that are 1033 or 1034 like try to make sense of that as a new player i want to see bungie's tutorial make sense of that with shaw hand like i want to see him like charlie day with a bunch of strings on a wall explaining the leveling in destiny because it's a disaster so you just everything drops at your level so backfilling automatically happens and you simply say every activity has a powerful drop threshold after so many crucible games or strikes or gambit mashes you hit a powerful drop threshold and it drops and it helps you raise your level and then everything else is dropping at your level to raise the level of your other slots ship that that's like what three sentences to explain the leveling system and then get rid of infusion so they just they leveling up the slot and you're done that's leveling in destiny fixed (laughs) that's it Try try and explain leveling right now to a new player. Do it. I would love to see you try to do it without oh, basically having God. to get out a graph and a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I um, you know, as far as knockout lists go, I I worry then that it becomes just a game of numbers, right? Because if you're guaranteed a new item each time, then it's like, okay, well, I'm only going to do this dungeon five times, right? And then what's the incentive to go back after? That's that's what immediately stands out to me on that. Um, um, what, I think, what's it, what, what are you concerned about? Say that again. Oh, sorry. Um, knockout lists. You know, if if you're guaranteed a different item from that, say like a dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. And you're guaranteed a different item each time until eventually you exhaust the loot pool. You know, then the problem becomes, okay, well, I only need to do this dungeon X amount of times. What's going to keep me coming back later? You know. And I, I think then that content tends to die off when that happens. I think my comeback to your concern would be that the loot pool is going to take a while to completely unlock. Okay, so the first week you're only going to get so many drops. So you don't get the shotgun week one. It's not going to drop until maybe week two or three. And the number of versions of these items that can drop with stat distribution, stat lean, stat totals, uh, you know, and then random right. rolls on weapons i i don't know right. i think this world where you're going to get everything too fast is uh is a little bit fantasy and i've always said this people are going to stop playing the content no matter what wouldn't you rather them stop playing after a month or a month and a half satisfied they got what they want or irritated that they can't get what they want like which is oh, it? are you going to get exhausted or are you going to exhaust the loot pool i think exhausting the loot pool is a better way to end yeah, and and I I will fully admit too, uh, you know I'm I'm not the kind of player who really worries about roles. I, I'm really not. I'm the person who is I got it. Cool, move on. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's an entirely fair uh, bit of pushback as far as that goes. I think you know as long as they handle the RNG distribution right, then yeah, that knockout. You know my my concerns aren't really an issue. Uh, I was just looking at at, at a very front facing standpoint. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just to update everybody, we have been told that the the preview for the TWAB tomorrow is pew-pew, so that's exciting. Ooh, that means tomorrow yeah. is, as I said, turning the sights to the arsenal, and I really Ooh. hope, I really hope it's not just sandbox. Like, there's got to be an update coming to weapons. If they updated the ghosts to I mimic... I hope so, man. 
to mimic the armor 2.0 you gotta do that you gotta do something with guns you have to it's gonna be such a bummer if not um, yeah. if it's because they said hefty changes are coming so I, I would actually make this prediction that you know rockets are getting a buff finally because um, they said hefty changes <laughs> will surprise us or whatever I bet you scouts and rockets finally get some love but that's not as important to me as raising quality of life for guns like that to me is way more important than like oh rockets are good now you know now we all pivot to rockets instead of swords cool that's fun it's been great ever since the swords got a buff two seasons ago it's been really fun to use swords obviously guillotine is center stage right now but even before guillotine swords were were nice last season too um i hope it's more than that i really do also yeah the champion stuff maybe that too so let's go to the next question uh from drow with no news from Bungie about leveling in Beyond Light, should we expect a source of loot like Umbrals for easy early leveling before the need for milestones? Man, that that would feel like such a band-aid if I'm honest. I, I know it would work, but I cannot picture a world where Shaw Han attempts to explain our current leveling process. I just can't <laughs> envision it. I've tried, trust me. It is very convoluted and confusing. Um even when you explain it to people, it's not clear. I can give you a perfect explanation of leveling and you're going to be like, yeah, I still don't get it. You know, it's, it's so I think we're going to hear about that next week. And I don't want any more, you know, umbral bandaid solutions for, for, I like targeted farms, but a targeted farm should be about the loot that you want, not the loot that you need. Does that make sense? Like I, I shouldn't feel yep. like I've got a target farm cause I need boots. It's like, just gap fill while I play, you know? That's for you to pick up. Would you get anything? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, I heard my Discord ding. You. No, no, you're good. My Discord ding-donged. I thought I disconnected for a second. Oh, no, no. Um, Somebody's probably hop- hopping in and out of voice chat. Um, no, I, I do agree. I will say, I think to an extent, transactional systems are fine, but I think like 85% of, con- you know, of loot drop and whatnot should be from the world. Um transactional stuff is it's nice but god it's uh, then what's the point to a bunch of things out in the world i don't know i i feel like it just de-incentivizes a bunch of world exploration you know um as far as easy early leveling i mean considering we're only what it's going to be 11 days before people are technically raid ready um mm-hmm. i think I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if there will be a transactional system that'll make it easier. I do think leveling is going to remain to be fairly the same uh, as it is now. I do like what you were saying though, um, as far as the um, uh, what was it called? The just I'm spacing on it, but basically what you just said, I, I'm actually more so on board. I, I feel like it's more of a band aid if they do it. Hmm. It's more of a band-aid if they do what if I suggested? They... No, 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 no. Uh, you were, uh, what he suggested, you know. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. And, uh, yes, I have seen that tomorrow's TWAB will be about guns, guys. Appreciate that. And then next week's about progression and economy. Um, yeah, I just, I think at the at the end of the day, the the player should not feel like 
leveling is withheld from them. We got to hit 170 power gain for the raid, right? We're going in at 1060. The most you can be is 1060. And you're aiming at 1230. Um, And so you're you're talking about 170 power gain. And so I don't know what that's going to look like. That sounds big, but if the first 150 of the 170 is fast, then who cares? The real question is not... How are veterans going to level? I'm continuing to go back to Shaw Hand. That's the real question. How are new players going to be taught? They said he's going to teach you about our progression systems. The whole thing has got to have been overhauled or improved or changed because they it, it doesn't seem... I think that's why they're doing the thing with Shaw Hand. I think they finally pulled the trigger on really uprooting systems that aren't needed anymore. Uh, we don't need infusion anymore, and you don't need this this stuff dropping below your cap and this cap and that cap it's okay to have a soft cap and a hard cap but um the journey from soft cap to hard cap should not be one of misery where you get four guns in a row and you want to pull your hair out especially when a raid contest and day one raid race is on the horizon i just think that's freaking bogus like we watched people play side by side there was a pair of streamers they played side by side father and son and they were like seven or eight levels apart when they went into the one raid the one time why it's all dictated by rng they did the same drops in the same order and they played together the whole time and yet they ended up an entire delta of power away from each other it was just like really i didn't actually know that happened yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened to them. It, it, that was one of the examples we gave at the time about how it doesn't matter what order you go in. It doesn't matter how much you sort of protect your drops, whether you do the big drops or the little drops or whatever drop order you do. They ended up, I think it was, you know, seven or eight levels apart. One was a lot higher than the other. And when you're going oh. into a raid for a raid race, that makes an enormous mm. difference. Mm-hmm. We all know. <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I can be the difference between a skull and a sword, and that's the difference between dying from two shots or three shots, which can literally be the difference between victory or death in Destiny. Um, especially with the damage between, output. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry, my bad. Um, it could also be the difference between a sword and a skull enemy, right? Like, <laughs> right, right, and that's and that whenever you're going to kill a major or a trash ad or the boss itself, that affects everything. I mean damage output I, I always remember like day one raid race is one of the best times because you're like we're not doing any damage <laughs> like you always feel like you're not doing any damage to the boss and that's kind of a cool feeling this is actually sort yeah. of a god you know like it's we were we're gonna have to come up with everything we can to boost damage or sometimes figure out secrets you know when you found out the scorch cannons were a great source of damage in an uh, in axis fight you know things like that um, those are always the, the really really fun times but deltas affect all that so yeah again it's gonna kind of fall on that difficulty spectrum it'll be interesting to see Mm -hmm. table jfk i know you wanted to elaborate on this question so while i'm reading it feel free to uh to you want maybe want to copy pasta your elaboration text in the discord uh, and there it is. Thank you. It says, if I want to play strikes for four hours, I should be able to get some form of progression going for my character to level up along the way. This should be a standard core gameplay playlist. I agree with you. And he elaborates here. Um, 
Uh, da, 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 da. I don't want God-rolled weapons from a strike right off the bat because that is what has dried out aspiration, in my opinion. That said, do you think adept weapons for strikes that have strike-specific perks would increase player retention that provide benefits for people who only play certain aspects of the game? I'm a guy that played lots of strikes in Destiny 1 for hours, and I'm curious <laughs> on your thoughts on if they made an avenue for players to get increasingly better loot as one continue to play the core gameplay playlist. Well, I'm going to attack this in two ways. The first way is I've already established that I think you should get progression while playing just a playlist. Every so many strikes or crucible matches should drop a powerful drop to help you progress as a player and level up. And secondly, you're talking about contextual power, right? So I run strikes, I get guns with strike perks. I don't dislike the idea. I worry about too much compartmentalization. Uh, I get doing it for a raid, you know, like Oracle Disruptor for VOG weapons, but... I would become concerned about what this looks like at scale. Um, how do you... Does every does every hopper... Does Gambit have Gambit perks? Does Crucible have Crucible perks? And then does the Vanguard have Vanguard perks? That doesn't sound too bad. But then how does that... What's that look like at scale when they add new seasonal content? When they add... Uh, when they add a, a dungeon, when they add a raid, does every single activity basically have its own optimum loadout? And then would that start to feel cumbersome to the player and have guns seemingly have less of a a transcendent identity so when a gun has a transcendent identity it's awesome and you kind of take it everywhere this would be your fate bringers your imago loops your vision of confluence your uh, at the present time uh this could be your i'm trying to think of some of the pve weapons your recluses uh your subjunctives um your dire promises these are transcendent weapons they're awesome kind of everywhere that's kind of my question is are you going to build a bunch of narrow lanes and guns start to feel disconnected from you as a player and more connected to the activity and therefore your kind of choices in your your affinities as a player start to matter less I don't know if I'm making sense, but in my mind, I just see all these narrow lanes and it's like, I don't kind of have my loadout or my thing that I like to run. I'm like, oh, this is a strike. I need to run these. This is a raid. I need to run these. And so it's like when you go and play laser tag, right? You got to put on the laser tag gear and grab the laser tag gun. Well, none of that's your gear. It's not yours. You're only putting it on for that particular activity. You go and play paintball or airsoft, you can get all your own stuff, all your own gear, all your own kits, but if you go to use the rental stuff, you're like, this stuff's not as good as the stuff that I own. See what I'm saying? And it might start to feel like that. I'm going to go in here, and i got to go to this this part of my inventory closet and pull out all this stuff that's associated with this content, and it becomes too compartmentalized and doesn't have that identity. I, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I recoil a little bit from that because it doesn't feel as cool as chasing some awesome weapon that has you know a benefit to just being great and you kind of use it everywhere i'm not what do you think about this uh this situation he's putting forth bro <laughs> well again as, as someone who mostly did strikes back in the day um i yeah i think honestly the idea i think is great if they had adept weapons that were specific for strikes yes i think that honestly i think that's a fine idea especially if you do kind like i'm actually for kind of pushing that idea towards other things just to see how it works you know with crucible or vanguard and all that stuff and and i think that's mostly because you know you have let's take uh what's the gun that uh gave you the um 
the perk in Vogue where uh, the Oracle Disruptor, right? Um, whatever gun that was, I'm sure plenty of people still took that everywhere else. I don't know how many people would just keep it to that lane, you know, or feel, I don't think, I don't think they would feel forced to keep it to that lane. And, or- and as Oracle, far- uh, Oracle Disruptor was on all Vogue weapons. It was like an intrinsic target. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's fair. Um, so I don't know. I feel like if players are super excited to get that gun, I mean, eventually, yes, they will change it out because that's just the natural course of the game. But I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with making narrow lane weapons because I think players will take them out of that lane anyway. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned, well, what if, you know, I got this gun, but it's, it you know, yours is technically better. I think there's an argument to be made there that that technically is another form of aspiration, right? Yeah, it is. Somebody's saying you could toggle the perk. I thought I thought Oracle Disruptor was no. on. I didn't think you had to toggle it. Um, I it's I been a really know. long time. <laughs> it's been a really long time. I could ha- I could have that one wrong. Um, I think I I just think what ends up happening if you do this and you're too stringent is that when you go to run strikes it would feel dumb to run anything else. When you go to run the dungeon or the nightfall or, or, or the or the raid or whatever, you're like, well, I have to run. I'd be dumb to not run this. And I think this is one of the reasons why if I were to do this, this is how I would do it. You can put adept weapons in strikes and I think they shouldn't really start dropping until you run nightfalls. And then obviously really increase uh, frequency and maybe quality the higher up you go in nightfall difficulty. And they come with an adept weapon slot. And that adept weapon slot is also on a trials weapon. It's also on a raid weapon. And then you have adept mods. And these mods are dropping in the strike playlist for strike perks. And they're dropping in the raid for raid perks and trials for trials perks. So then you gravitate to a particular weapon and you think it's dope. And all you do is change the mod according to the activity. And therefore you're not making people feel funneled toward, I got to run this gun because I'm going to strike. That's how I would do it personally. And I'm taking inspiration from what they have said and what they did with raid mods in Garden. I thought that was actually a really smart play. You could go in with the armor that you liked, and then you run Enhanced Relay Defender, and you get the benefit of the mod that has dropped from the raid you've been grinding. That's how I would do it. See, I, yeah, I I think too, especially if you limit it, right, to, say, like the highest tier heroic, right? Like if they brought heroics back, you know, you had what, like two different versions in Destiny 1. It was, you had like heroic level 33 and then full on max level heroics. I think especially if you do that, yeah, I, I, that system would, oh, that would rock my socks off personally. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with what Greg is saying. I don't think Adept Weapons is Weapons 2.0. I think a true, I think a true update to the weapon system, it needs to look like Armor 2.0 and the Ghost, the Ghost update. I I really think the whole menu, all that needs to be homogenized. It's going to be a huge bummer. I've said this so many times. I go to my Armor, Armor 2.0, all this stuff, Masterwork. Go to my Ghost, Masterwork, all these perk options. Go to my Stasis subclass, Aspects and Fragments, all this customization. And if I go to my gun and it's three perks and a mod slot, I'm going to be like, are you freaking kidding? kidding me like what is this it's gonna feel like an it's gonna feel like an antique in your menu yeah no for sure i i i have a i have a hunch that there's got to be something they're doing to weapons because if not they're the pri they are the primary immersion point to combat Mm -hmm. it's the thing you do the most with you shoot 
a thousand bullets to every you know you know 20 supers that you do or something like that like it's the it's the thing you do the most is shoot your gun and so i can't see them leaving guns uh in their current state that it will be i think it'll be a huge that'll be probably my biggest disappointment i've been harping on this for a while and i'll be very disappointed if we don't see because this week twab supposed to be about weapons I, I i really hope it's more than just a sandbox you know yeah no uh, especially when you look at everything else right armor 2.0 got a huge thing you know i and i know there are questions that'll touch more on uh on uh, weapons later on but yeah no i i agree it'll be a sore blow if they don't really do much with weapons going forward luke smith said weapons 2.0 is not coming this expansion where did he say that i don't remember him saying that i remember him saying that during Shadowkeep, after Armor 2.0 got announced, he was questioned about a Weapons 2.0, and he said they set their sights on Armor first. I don't remember him saying anything specifically about Weapons 2.0 with regard to Beyond Light. And for what Unholy is saying, I think we just need a sandbox change. Guns feel fine other than some fine-tuning. I'm not opposed to 2.0, but if they don't do it, there's dope changes to sandbox. It won't kill me. Here's the difference in how I'm approaching this. I would like to have that sense of investment in my weapon the way I do in my armor build it's really fun to do that you know it's really fun to do that with going in and changing some things and having like a bunch of the the sword perks on and running a sword or when I go and change a bunch of magazine perks and I throw on war rig and I run xenophage that's really really fun that's a sense of build that's a sense of customization and investment and I don't have that on weapons right now and I would love to have that on weapons so Novum says you're going to find it. Yeah, you try and find me that direct quote, because if he said directly that we're not getting a weapons 2.0, I can't believe you're the first person to tell me that, because I've been harping on this for months. And if he would have said that, I feel like that would have been huge, huge news. There would have been articles and videos made. You know, Luke Smith officially announces there will be no weapons 2.0 update in Beyond Light. I feel like that would have been pretty big news. Um that they're not doing it. I I know he said in interviews they were looking into different things about how long we use a weapon and infusion, and I think that was him sort of hinting at sunsetting when he said that in interviews, like, I think it was about a year ago where he said that. Um, So, I don't don't know if he's ever explicitly said that. If he has said that, then I'm very interested in what they're going to do to spice weapons up, other than, you know, sandbox tuning and some new perks. Um... He, this is what he said back in Shadowkeep. I don't want to click on that. Websites tend to make me drop frames sometimes, Wheezy. You're going to have to get me a, like a, a quote copy pasta in the Discord. Um, you have to be careful with Weapons 2.0 with sunsetting. How much time and currency will you have to invest? Could really impact the meta of how viable it even is. Why invest in 30 guns when you're replacing 10 in the season? Well, no. You would get a new drop, get the god roll, and then you'd invest it and it's good for a year. Um... Here, here we go. Here's the direct quote. We're looking at weapons overall right now. There's a long, long, probably 2,000 word deleted scene from the director's cut that really looks at things like infusion in weapons. Uh, infusion in weapons. Hang on, I got moved. Uh, and the relationship we want players to think of with their weapons in Destiny. We're not working on weapons 2.0 right now. Uh, it's the type of thing where we could bet on the right, we could bet on that right now, but what we really are looking is going to continue to grow build crafting, and that's the frontier we're exploring right now. I can imagine at some point taking a look at weapons down the road, but I think that's pretty far down the road. So when he says pretty far down the road, they, I think they typoed that fair down the road. Um, I, I don't, 
I don't know. To me, that that's from last year. So when he says pretty far down the road is a year later next because he said that before shadow keep keep in mind the quote that i just read is a year old are we far down the road now are we i didn't say crafting i said build crafting that's what they refer to armor 2.0 they refer to it as build crafting you are building a loadout and it's a form of crafting but you're not like crafting the armor um i that's a generic statement dude i don't know to me the ghost update points to a weapons update because it would be really really strange to make ghost menus look just like armor and then weapons are just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. with you know no no mm-hmm. update yep so I'm crossing my fingers because it's been the thing that's more important to me than a lot of the <laughs> other stuff so I- I'm right there with you man I really am I think the focus on this year is classes 2.0 with stasis I hate that that's a good point, Novum. I hate that that's a good point that you just made. That is a good point that they would do they would do armor, then ghost and classes, and then like weapons and witch queen. Like I'm angry that you just made such a good point because you might be right. Like that they turn their sights on classes and then they spend all this year iterating on the other subclasses yeah. to bring them into the aspect fragment system. Um, well, and it well and it makes sense too, right? Because Luke Smith has been pretty pretty prevalent on he wants classes to feel different and it, it is kind of hard to do when everything is dps you know own focus there's no real tanking and healing which i think is fine i don't think destiny necessarily needs that uh as like a core element but um i mean i would not be opposed to say passive racial and class abilities as well Aspects and fragments is more build crafting. I think weapons would have been announced by now, not just in a TWAB. I, yeah, you know, you may be right, Wheezy. We'll see what they say. I mean, the TWABs tomorrow is about the arsenal. If it's not in there, you're right. I will concede that. If they don't put it in tomorrow's TWAB, then it's not happening. But they put the ghost thing in a TWAB. So, I mean, it could very easily be in a TWAB. And, you know... Greg said they're not sure they're going to be doing it with the other subclasses. I mean, he did say it was a bit of an experiment, but now that we've seen the way that they're doing it, I'm like, come on, dude, you're going to put this in the other subclasses. Do you think we're going to have this lopsided mismatch system for forever where stasis is the only subclass with aspects and fragments and the other subclasses stay the same? I just don't think so. Thanks, Mama. I don't, I don't, no way. They're bringing this to the other subclasses. That's why they did it this way. Think about it. They didn't build this huge, because when they said there was going to be more customization for stasis, we all pictured some big skill tree. We didn't get that. What did we get? A base level skill, uh, uh, a subclass with with augmentation they can bring that augmentation to every single subclass we have i mean it's, it's all it's doing is is affecting something that's already kind of there so i don't know that's how i think they're going to do it i think they're going to yank all the attunements out turn them into aspects and fragments and then it's all be it'll all be homogenized that's what i think they're going to do um weapons are practically our identity ghosts are basically skins that's what i'm saying how are you going to do the ghosts first man you got asked a year ago about Weapons 2.0. People want it. They want that change. I I hate that you guys are are, are kind of convincing me that it's probably going to land in Witch Queen. <laughs> um, I hate I hate that. You're probably right. I mean, it, 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 if, if there's one thing I've said about Bungie that I think has reigned true, they don't like turning a bunch of knobs at once because it can cause all kinds of problems. And the fact that they did aspects and fragments and they did it to the ghost, they might have been like, listen, we can't also do guns. <laughs> like, it's too many knobs at once. <laughs> you know? 
Well, and to maybe kind of put your mind at ease too, they could be working on things that are more mechanically creative with how you engage, right? With, you you know, shooting, you know, we already have that with thermal scopes, you know, so maybe 2.0 comes down the road, but they kind of focus on more creative ways of letting you engage with the world in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I know it'll be a huge overhaul, Wheezy, but remember what they're doing to your loot pool. They're hitting your gun loot pool pretty hard with sunsetting. Like, they're really knocking a lot of the loot pool off the end game. I mean, I, that's why I thought it was coming this year. So, um, all right, we got to move on. We got to move on because we're, we're, we're not even halfway through the Q&A yet and we're at the, we're at the 50 minute mark. So, uh, how much changes to leveling do you think Beyond Light will bring? I am really sorry, Tim. We're going to have to just glide over this one because we're going to find out about that next week. And we've already speculated enough about what leveling needs to do and change. And so I don't want to revisit this again. We, I, I feel like you've gotten an answer to this question um, already. Drake, you might answer this already, but has Bungie released anything that has made you think leveling will be better this than like this next season? Maybe get rid of the artifact or fix the hard cap. I'll take the second half of your question since I think we've already answered the front half. Getting rid of the artifact is not happening because the raid blog indicated that the raid uh, will disable your artifact power. So the artifact is here to stay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shut that down right away. That is that is they are actually keeping it. Um, Beyond that, I think we've given enough commentary about what, again, what we think leveling needs to do and look like, uh, and we're going to hear about that next week. So, I don't know if you have anything to add on the artifact uh, in particular. (sighs) The artifact, nothing that would take more than a minute. Um, I think as far as the other thing, I think Ghosts 2.0 is a good sign that there are some definite changes coming in terms of leveling. Well, I guess that's not necessarily leveling though, is it? Hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, as far as the artifact goes, no. Nothing that wouldn't take, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're only disabling it when contest modifiers on table. To be clear, let me let me restate that. I, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't state that uh, as clearly as I should have. It is only disabled when contest modifiers active because they don't want people to have that advantage that first week who save, like, a thousand bounties or whatever. So, th- okay, I, I think we might even be able to predict that bounties might not reset. Because why would they need to disable the artifact during contest if bounties don't if bounties are going away? Do you guys understand my logic here? Like if we're if it's fair game of for eleven days, what's it matter if I do more bounties than you, right? I leveled more than you. That would that would seem like a fair trade, right? I think the fact that they're disabling the artifact power in the raid might give you some glimmer of hope that they're not gonna reset your bounties. Cause it w- they'll probably give you less XP, but still, they're they're not going to reset them. Cause if, cause that would be the only reason really to disable the um, the artifact, because it's going to give you a huge power boost by saving all those big bounties. So, not the strongest prediction I've ever made, but I think that's decent. I mean, you 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 can't necessarily take that to the bank, but that's like I don't know. That's I think that's a good read of what they're doing. Um, going to go to Nagi's question. In the last director's cut, Luke mentioned short-term, mid-term, and long-term aspirations. They want to introduce and expand. Can you see weapons having long-term progression? Maybe pinnacles that you can improve or customize over time. Here's a big, big problem with trying to do that, Nagi. Sunsetting. If you make a long-term progression for me that I do customize and improve over time, um, and it takes me a long time to do that, the sunsetting clock is always looming over me like a shadow. So, I uh, this is where they've got to fi- they've got to figure out 
how to have a long-term goal in a sunsetting destiny and i don't know how necessarily how you do it now i can give you some examples of what i think they could do where I have said you launch the normal raid and then in the winter season you launch the hard raid and then you launch challenge mode in the next season or something like that. And what I would do is as you round out and finish the raid in like the third season you're getting ornaments for the armor and the guns that are universal. So a universal hand cannon ornament. uh, Universal raid armor ornaments. So you can make all of your armor and all of your guns look like that now i know people are going to be like now hang on a minute like isn't aren't you going to be that's basically transmog for weapons well the ornaments themselves do you remember the dust rock blues ornament i mean that that could go on any shotgun right and just make a shotgun look cool so that's that's just an idea off the top of my head of how you could have a long-term goal that takes me a while maybe a couple of seasons to get them all but once i have them all there's a universality to them if it's the gun itself, that's a problem because of sunsetting. I don't know. Sunsetting might be a temporary wipe to the slate of these ridiculous weapons and allow them to even out the guns again to create space. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're going. I don't think it's going to be a temporary thing. No, Mm-mm. it's too. It's. Uh, if it was temporary, Greg, they would have done a King's Fall. They would have done a King's Fall system. Um, to wipe your to wipe your weapons pool, uh, they wouldn't. They're instituting this as something going forward. It's it's a it's an intrinsic infusion cap to all gear um, that that rolls forward, obviously. But I don't see it being temporary. Uh, you have any thoughts on this, uh, Crow? Yeah, I think um, you know when you talk about long term progressions in a sunsetting world for weapons, it's it is it's it's such a shaky ground to, to try and walk on. I I had an idea of um, and I'll, I'll I'll keep this quick, but I had an idea like what if they had brought motes of light and I, I I'm gonna just call them motes of dark for this instance or motes of stasis, I guess what we'll say. And a way it could work is you get and this only works for legendaries and higher. You get. A legendary gun that drops with five rolls two of which are permanent and they're already determined and then as long as you have a mode of light for say anything that isn't a stasis weapon you can slot in for two extra rolls or for two of those rolls so you kind of get to pick what random rolls you want but it's not like you're getting every random roll option on the gun and the same with stasis so you're advocating for like a re-roll, kind of like a re-rolling system? Not a re-roll. So imagine you pop into the menu for a gun and you have five random rolls. Two of those rolls are already set and established. And then as long as you have, uh, let's say it's a stasis weapon, you get a mode of stasis, you can pick two of the three remaining random rolls and that becomes what your gun is. Does that okay, make sense? No, I, I see what you're saying. So you're increasing the number of perks on a gun, but you're limiting RNG pain by saying the final two you can pick. Yeah, but there's two already established. Because what is it for random rolls right now? It's four typically for each gun. Yeah, it's four. So your your sight your sight barrel or scope are random, and then there is the so there's four because then there's the mag perk slot. And then the two, the next two. So usually you have like a certain site and then a mag perk, like accurized rounds and then like outlaw Mm -hmm. rampage. So you got four and then you have five, including masterwork. 
Yeah. So I don't know. That was an idea. Kind of like what Shadow in, uh, in chat was saying, focusing with shards, but you only focus two of them, right? Because you still want to have that choice of, hmm, that's kind of weighty. Do I want to go with this perk? This perk might suit it better, but it also doesn't take away the random roll aspect at all. It's kind of like my mod idea, right? Like you'd still grind yeah. for the god roll and then you would get to pick the mods. You're saying you'd grind for the god roll and pick and pick these two extra perks. I, that's I no matter how you shake it, I think we're you and I are both setting our sights on the same thing, maintaining god <laughs> yeah. roll pursuit. Yeah. But some level of 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 player influence over over the capstone as it were. Um yeah. Yeah, when you were describing your your mod slot, I got a huge smile on my face because I think you and I are kind of on just the same lines with that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weezy, I don't think Festival of the Loss is a good thing in your corner to to, to refute two I think this Festival of the Loss was thrown together. That's why the cipher drop yeah. rate was messed up, and that's why they brought back two old weapons. I I I'm willing to put money on the table to say the original concept for Festival of the Lost that was supposed to land after Beyond Light was going to have a new weapon. I, I, I probably a stasis weapon. Um, I think all that got shoved, and this is a slat together version to uh, to keep the game going. Um, I I'm not saying that that proves Weapons 2.0 is coming, but I don't think what you just said is proof at all. I think this was slapped together. It's why they just basically added a couple of perks to the werewolf and then gave the the, the horror story Randy's a, a random roll because it was a static. Like, I don't necessarily think those two weapons are any indication of anything. Um, and I'll tell you why. They more than likely have got to do the fresh install before they can start adding stasis weapons or new weapons. Like They're, they're supposed to be a fresh install beyond light and all those changes are supposed to be in place. Which is why we got old weapons for Festival of the Lost. Like I, I really don't. I really think the fresh install is why they couldn't suddenly. I thought they were going to have a stasis weapon in Festival of the Lost, like whet our appetite and get everybody excited. And once we learned it, we're going to have to reinstall the game. I'm like, yeah, probably not, because that stuff's not going to work in the current version of the game. I would think. Mr. Hanbrello says, do you feel like we should move back to pure XP focus systems and only level the artifact to gain mods, not power? I honestly don't like leveling with uh, my level being reset due to the artifact every <laughs> season. I will say right now, gear leveling is too too much a part of the identity of Destiny. If, 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 if they got rid of gear leveling, we'd already know and we wouldn't be going up to the 1230 or whatever for the raid. So gear leveling's not leaving. I don't think XP leveling is where we need to go. I think there are ways... To, I think you and I would get the same result. Like if you do XP leveling and I get my way with leveling, we're both doing the same thing. Time in equals equals level out. Like you're gonna level up and progress um, as a way to to progress the character. And I think gear leveling is important because it's so much part of our identity as as a player. Like chasing gear to increase our power. Um, and then resetting the artifact every season, I, that's just going to be a subjective opinion thing where some people are going to like it and some others aren't. I think it's fine. It's bonus level. It's fresh. It's different. It, it gives you things to experiment with. Um, and it's I think it's probably really, really good value transmission for casuals. You know, what do you think, Crow? Yeah, I'm going to sound really boring. Everything you just said pretty much is where I stand as well. <laughs> um, as a very, very quick, quick answer. Um, I, I won't lie. A part of me really would love to go back to a more traditional XP system. I, I don't necessarily think that's going to be healthy for where the game is at now and the player base that it's established now. 
because D2 is such a vast difference from Destiny 1, and, and that's a good thing, I think. Right. I will say this. I will say this. I think to make it a lot simpler and clearer, you should have 10 bonus from the artifact and then the 10 pinnacle. I think that's clearer, mm. right? So right now, you can hit 1050 gear. 1060 is possible if you get the plus 10 on the artifact. And then a plus mm-hmm. 10 from Pinnacle takes you to 1070. I think that's a, a much clearer way to do it. So the bonus 10 get, yeah. happens for everybody, and then there's the optional 10 from Pinnacle. Like, just cap the artifact at 10. It would be so much cleaner and clearer. There's no reason to have infinite leveling. It's dumb. Like, it doesn't... It, why? Uh, no, yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's way better when you tend to have... You know, adding again to that sense of progression, when you reach the quote-unquote end to an extent, you know, that feels good, right? Because you feel like you've progressed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I would, I would do it that way. And I think those systems then could coexist and still be good for all players and not seem like it's just like, what is the point of this? I, I have right now bonus 20 right. level. Like why, who would, what, you know, and like you're saying, right. you kind of need it for some of the content, right? Well, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Grandmaster no. basically delta you down to 1060? Oh, man. I'll be honest. I've not managed to find a group that's willing to do it with me. <laughs> oh, it it, it um, caps you down to 1075. So you oh, okay. basically need to hit a 15. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll admit that's a little goofy. Right now, you need a plus 15. See, I think it, the system would be much cleaner. If it bumped you, if it basically, if it basically delted you down to 1070... That's perfectly clean. You get the plus 10 from Pinnacle, plus 10 from Artifact, ship it. Boom. 1070 is the max. And then Grandmasters treat you as if you're 1070. So that's the maximum level you can be. And then at that point, you don't even need Contest Modifier, do you? You just basically set the Delta of of Grandmaster to be 20 above the 1070. Like, I I don't know. I they might be able to even streamline the delta of the grandmaster. You don't need contest modifier. The only reason they need contest modifier is because of infinite leveling of the artifact. Like it's it's it's, it's yeah. unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. Well, and and I think too, there, especially in a more fast-paced game like this, you know, the simpler, you know, like you were saying, the cleaner, the better. I don't think you need super and. In- insane complex systems like infinite leveling because you're going to hit a point eventually of well why do i need to be (laughs) for that one player why do i need to be like level yeah 1400 (laughs) you know yeah and donut saying i feel like the statement it should stay the same because it's always been that way is a non-argument well you're right it's a non-argument because that's not the point that i was making when i said that gear leveling is part of the identity of destiny you're you're really misrepresenting my argument if you think I'm saying, well, it's always been this way, so it should stay this way. I'm not saying that. I am not a traditionalist by any sense. Gear leveling is part of the identity of Destiny. It's 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 how we've experienced leveling in the game for years. Refine that system to jettison that system. If if this if the if the end result is that I play for 20 hours and hit max and hit max level just refine gear leveling to, to spit out the same result so the identity of destiny stays more intact do you see what I'm saying we can get right we can get to the same result here a more linear level progression system and you can do it with gear leveling so why 
chisel away at or remove an element of the identity of the game right and 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 for what purpose i actually think people would be like i don't like this now i know others would say oh i would prefer xp leveling but if you had a very good linear gear leveling system you're honoring the identity of the game up to now while also refining something so you're you're essentially contextualizing xp leveling you're giving somebody what amounts to an XP leveling experience, but you're doing it by way of gear leveling. I have always been more in favor of refining an existing system over getting it out, you know, jettisoning it from the game and then going to a new system because it can be fraught with problems, oversight and mistakes and errors. And also anytime you completely remove something from the game, there's a lot of people that are like, well, I just, that, that to me was destiny that's that's something that is very you know that's like an identity marker in the game it would be like getting rid of god roll chasing i mean look at what we did in in destiny 2 vanilla they got rid of god roll chasing and a lot of people are like that was literally what i love to do in destiny you you ripped part of the soul of destiny out why you know and so i don't think we need to go to xp leveling and my argument is not some sort of simple platitude of well it's always been this way leave it this way i'm the one that's been advocating very, I'm, I would be consider myself a progressive in Destiny argumentation. Like they need to continue to evolve and iterate on the leveling system. Since Forsaken, I have been banging on that drum. Uh, so I would, I would never, ever, ever accept that summary of my argumentation. Like, well, it's been this way, so leave it. You know. Um, we got to go to the next question though. Horn Joe says, assuming we are getting different tiers of level difficulty, would you prefer Bungie to first target increased power, generic heroic perks, or awesome cosmetics? Um, I want better perks. No question. Um, don't make me choose though. Give me both. And I would like to be able to get really, really cool, uh, ornaments and awesome looking stuff. I mean, they said they're going to bring or, um, exotic accessories, uh, to the raid or coming. So I would hope I can make myself look pretty dope as well as get a gun. That's got cool stuff on it. Um, I don't ever want to choose between these two. I don't know what you think, Crow. <laughs> oh man. So I am, Ooh, that, that's a hard one for me because I, I see both sides, right? I am one who chases things for appearance. I am, that is such a huge thing for me, regardless if I never use it, if it looks cool, I want it just so I can say I want it. That said, I, I do lean more towards it needs to feel good to play first and foremost. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I think increased power is probably going to be where I lean, but trust me, that's very hard for me to say because I'm such a cosmetic chaser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I want both. <laughs> I'm going to be greedy. Yeah, I'm going to be I greedy, greedy and I ask want for both. both. Give me both. Yeah. Yeah, both. Absolutely. <laughs> Behemoth with the next question. In my opinion, progression should be deep into gun and armor to differenti- differentiate the one who put more time. Our guns become boring after a while, also the armor. I love to see the guns with more progression have more perks, damage, and impact on my super. Well, this isn't really a question, and I would basically say I think we both agree with you on this point that it would be cool to have that uh, investment representation in appearance as well as power. Eternal uh, <laughs> Darkness says... With the info of Beyond Light being sparse, I am hoping that some of the quality of life changes that us as a community have been harping on is addressed and added to the game. But a small part of me feels Bungie might not address them. What are your thoughts? I do, I do not want to beat this dead horse today. I even have a plan to talk about the absence of information. And if Thursday is literally a sandbox twab, we are still in a holding pattern waiting for substantive info. Um, we, we still don't know a lot. 
Uh, we don't even know what the $10 season includes. We don't really have like a bullet point list of what the expansion includes. And so, but I don't want to get stuck in this rut. We've been in, we've been talking about this since mid-September. I have been telling everybody to wait until October and we're, 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 it's October 21st. And I feel like we haven't gotten much more info. If you rewind the clock to when I told everybody to wait and then you fast forward to now, I feel like in between then and now we haven't gotten a lot. And I told people that October was going to start to ramp up and I'm still kind of waiting for that. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want to let Crow weigh in a little bit before we move on. Yeah, no, I mean, considering how, how far we are into October, I, I definitely have some red flags. There is that Destiny fanboy in me that says I can't imagine them not addressing some of the higher complaints. But yeah, I mean, there are definitely red flags. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much right where you're at, Lono. <laughs> okay. yeah. A lot of us are moving to the middle of the field. Like I was on yeah. team, let's wait, let's wait. And not mm-hmm. the, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm worried. And I'm right. now in the middle of the field. I'm like, I don't know, I'm about to join the team that's worried. Like, it doesn't seem yeah. like we're getting a lot. And if they're holding a monsoon to dump on us in those last couple of weeks, that's a viable marketing strategy because that will make the hype just insane. Um, so yeah, I just crossing my yeah. fingers at this point and I'm in the how I'm on the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, well and like even just really quick, you know, the story trailer yesterday, that's the f- not to sound horrible like so cynical, but that's the first time I've been super excited for Beyond Light in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, yeah. like I said, I I got Taken King vibes from Aramis, oh. but I don't want to yep. I don't want to push us there. I'm like Right. I don't know, central antagonist, she's really angry, this could be good, but like, I don't want to push us there, because I still feel like we don't know enough, so. Yeah, high, high expectations good, but you gotta be careful about hype. Noble, how do you feel about the story unfolds throughout the entire seasons? Are there going to be enough to keep the player base interested, especially in a time where binge-watching is the trend? I actually think the one of the highest points of praise we can give year three is the story, the evolving story, and how they handed yep. off the baton season to season. Yep. So true. So true. Probably the highest point of praise. Loot's been okay. Yep. Content's been content loop's been touch and go, but I think the the story development and the way they told it and the way they passed off the baton season to season, uh, I think is probably one of the higher points of praise we can give year three. Um, so makes me hopeful for year four. I'm gonna push back a little bit on how your your question has fra- is is formed though. Story unfolding. You're saying you know, how are they going to keep the player base interested? That's not really what drives player engagement after month one. Usually you got to have a good grind. You got to have a good loot drive, a good content loop. I don't think people are tuning in in the second and third month of a season being like, I can't wait for the deep lore developments. And yet I feel like interference did a good job at that. And tons of people turned their nose up to it because it was the quote unquote same mission every week. And yet I thought that was exactly what I've been saying repurpose your story missions like don't just let me run panoptes one time and I think interference was a great step in that direction and it really turned out well I really liked how you know we ended up in court of oryx and nacris and that room with the pyramid ship like I thought it was really really powerful uh, and we look how late in the season that happened like I, I think they're they're starting to hit their stride with how to drip feed story uh, in a way that is interesting, even if the content attached to it gets repetitious. So, uh, 
Hanbrello, do you feel we should ditch Infusion with the first round of sunsetting about to come to fruition? Yes, guns are good for three seasons after, but we always get new guns every season, so Infusion feels pointless or like an unnecessary cost. You guys are going to get so sick of me advocating for slot leveling, but like, <laughs> slot, slot leveling is the answer here. You cap something's level, so it gets capped at 1060. You know, there's gear that'll be capped at 1060, okay? And then when you equip it, it just lowers the slot's level. But you're raising that slot's level by leveling. Like, it it, it works. Sunsetting works without infusion. So I don't, I, I don't think the two have to come hand in hand. You just cap something's level. You say, this gun will hit this threshold from your slot, and then eventually, in a year or whatever... It can't go any higher, and if you equip it, no problem. You can equip it, go run pub event strikes, whatever. It's just going to pull that slot's level down. Um, I That system is so clean. <laughs> it's so clean, and it eliminates all this extra stuff people have to do. I got 18 different levels in my armor. You know, I got a 1047 and a 1030 and a 960. Everything's all over the place, and it's like, I, I don't really feel like I ever get to celebrate... Uh, how high a level I got, you know? Yeah, I, um, no, I I used to be so don't get rid of infusion, especially in sunsetting, but as I've kind of thought about it more and more over the last couple of weeks, God, it's, it's rough because if you stick with one gun, why are you going to chase others, right? And I think, again, it's one of those soft forcing systems, right? You want players to keep going after things. And I think overall, it would be healthier to get rid of it personally, because it's going to just keep people going, okay, well, I want all of these, I want these five guns, but I don't know. I I feel like Infusion just kind of limits that chase. That's what I'm ultimately trying to get at here. Yeah, yeah. How would you level the slot? It would it would happen the same way it does now. Slot leveling is already in the game, let me tell you. The game, when you get a 1060 heavy, it doesn't even have to be equipped. The game considers your heavy slot at 1060 the next time you get a powerful. Slot leveling is already in the game. The rules are already in place. It's like, this person has a 1060 heavy, so it views you as if your heavy is always 1060. Like, it, it's already there. It kills me. It's like, people are like, that sounds crazy. How would we level? I'm like, it's already in the game. Like, it's here. You don't have to equip your highest item. They, they made that change ages ago. They made that change. When did they do that? Was it Rise of Iron where you didn't have to have your highest equipped anymore? It might have been. I don't remember. They, it, it, I, oh, I think so. There was a time... That you had to equip all your highest gear, and if you made a mistake and didn't, it really sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. You would waste a drop. It was awful. Um, so they made that change ages ago. Slot leveling is already here, man. You just cap items according to when they dropped. Oh, it dropped 12 months ago? Oh, it's capped. It won't level up anymore, even though the slots level is going up. It gets encased in time. Still equipable, still usable, and it pulls the slot down if you equip it. <laughs> it's already in the game man it kills me dude everyone's like it's like this foreign concept and to be fair i'm not trying to talk down to anybody like it is weird to hear it's like wait a minute i don't understand would i spend currency how am i leveling the slot it's like no like literally it drops and levels you now it already does it um so it uh 
It's just, yeah, it, it's left, your, yeah, you, like you're saying, it left your mind. You don't realize it because it's out of sight. It's out of sight, out of mind. You don't think about it. You're just like, you're just chasing drops. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's go to the last question. Eknor, do you think the game will benefit from the removal of milestones and soft cap when we have contest modifier and power bump each season? Let us reach max level however we want. You're not going to get any disagreement from us here about this, like the rhythmic drops that we talked about earlier and having everything drop at your earned level. So if you're 1040, stuff drops at 1040 to backfill. I don't need to find a plus zero NPC. What's a plus zero? Get out of calculator. No, I don't want to do any of that anymore. Um, and uh, before we transition to VIP and end this, I'm going to let, I'll let, uh, you know, Crow take this last last moment and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap and we'll move to another segment. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Again, like like you said, there's not really going to be a lot of disagreement on this one. I, I think I think ultimately as a player, if you know, if I feel like running strikes and then quote unquote heroic strikes, should they ever bring it back? I, I think every time it should be somewhat of a level gain. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yep. Not well, much there that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. What are you saying? I was just going to say, there's not much you didn't say that I don't agree with. That's normal. You get to, you get to end a Q&A, and we kind of come full circle on stuff. This is a reason if you're VIP or in the Discord, you can submit questions early as a VIP, or you don't have to be a VIP. They only get an hour. You know, you can submit questions before I go live. So if you want to make sure you don't get those repeat questions, take advantage of your perks as a paying member and get in there and do that. If you want to be a VIP call-in, we're going to do that next. We do this in a new way now. VIPs, use the Discord and use that question command to give me your generic topic you're calling in about. And I know it says Q16. Ignore that. I'll delete the rows and you'll be Q1. And they'll know who's talking and what they're calling in about. As always, if you're listening to this elsewhere and you'd like to be a part of the live broadcast, go to sntrlive.com. That's the live channel. You can become a VIP member and join these call-ins or just a tier one member if you want to submit questions like the ones we read today. If you'd rather just get uploads, we have an archive channel, sntrvideos.com, and that is uh, a YouTube channel that won't hit your subfeed. It's just archive uploads if you prefer them busted out into their own individual episodes, the call-ins and the Q&A. And then the huge network site, sntrnetwork.com, has everything. All the shows, Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR Presents Bookmark, sntrnetwork.com. If you'd rather have a one-stop shop for the schedule and upcoming episodes and watch parties and all of that, be sure to bookmark that website. As always, if you watch this content in other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents, this is going to be the VIP call-in session that happened after our progression conversation. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com, or if you want the video uploads, just go to sntrvideos.com. A great central hub for all the content, if you prefer a one-stop shop, is sntrnetwork.com. There are schedules there about repeat theater episodes or watch parties or all my videos, blog posts, Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR presents all under one hub with the hope to add, you know, new shows down the line. Uh, We have two people calling in today as well as uh, Crow. Steam Crow is still with me co-hosting. And our first caller is Necro. And his topic is, should we remove gear-based leveling and go to traditional RPG leveling? Which we already kind of voiced our opinion about that during Q&A. So let, let us know. What do you think, Necro? You're calling in about it. Thank you for having me on again, Lono. And hello, fellow Plague Doctor. Hey. I hope you guys are having a great day. 
So I uh, I know I heard you guys talk a little bit about the leveling. I um, I was asking more so because of the RNG. Uh, would we be able to tolerate more of the RNG aspects of the game if, in fact, we weren't gear-based leveling, we were actually just building our character up? I know it's a big change in the system for the character, but would that be a thing? I mean, I'll, I'll take this first and say that I think if you... I set my sights on the rough edges, so smooth the rough edge of RNG and make it less painful, which in some respects they have done that by raising uh, the cap on the blue items and uh, the soft cap or whatever, so items are dropping closer to your level to help gap fill, sort of, and then they did the artifact, so I already feel like they've kind of tried to soften that edge, I would soften it even more, and just make RNG a factor, but a very minimal factor, if I'm able to rhythmically get powerfuls, like we said from the strike playlist, you know, every three strikes I get a powerful, and if all drops drop at my present level, if I'm 1040 and my boots are 1036, no worries. Eventually, a pair of boots are going to drop at 1040 and fill that gap. And so that I would set my sights on smoothing the rough edges as opposed to saying, let's take this entire system and throw it in the garbage bin and go to XP leveling. Mainly because uh, it's not just a bungee thing. I think it's a game development thing. Any game developer that decides to reinvent an entire system it's going to go through a lot of growing pains and I feel like where we are now, we have gone through the growing pains, so can we just push a little bit further and make it a little bit better and then land the plane as opposed to, in some respects, starting over? Like we would have to, They would have to go through the hard lessons and, 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 the, and the rough edges of XP leveling would almost assuredly happen um, I don't if if maybe have crow throw in before uh, necro answers. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think that kind of system personally could exist in line with it uh, because I just I think it would be interesting to see what happens. I worry that if you I worry that if you gut that you're gonna alienate so much of the player base. I I really do. My answer is gonna be pretty short. I, I don't think switching one out for another is a good idea at least not right off the bat i think if they wanted to head in that direction it would have to be very slow but ultimately i I think gear progression needs to stay just you know rng included just because it is such a core fundamental part of the series and it it always has been i'm kind of on with again (laughs) kind of on with lono you kind of have to smooth those edges out yeah Mm -hmm. okay um I was going to ask something about the progression too. Um, shoot, well, I think I kind of just lost my train of thought. Crap, mm. happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just had. I was like, follow up question. Bam. I oh mean, man, breaking. If you think about it, I'll I'll go with something that somebody's saying right now. You know, Diablo rules. You got your character levels and your gear levels, and that dictates DPS. I mean, we we have that now, but your character level is sort of non-existent. It doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's it is a hybrid system. But character level gets left behind. They do this, don't they? Do the same thing in division. Like you get to a certain level, and then all that matters is your gear. Like you're no longer leveling your yeah. character. Yeah, um, it does. Well, didn't uh, Destiny One do that too, though? Right? Because you reached level what forty, and then it was mm-hmm. just gear progression. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I uh, I just remembered what I wanted to say. Okay, okay. so another uh, point uh, question for progression. I don't like that they scale you back i um i understand why they do but Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be cool if you finished the strike at 750 and then you were able to take the level cap off and you get to go off on your 
own. So you're like 1050 doing a 750 strike. Now you could just go and slap everything. And then the rewards will be adjusted based on, you know, how powerful you are. So if you're doing the challenge, you yield better rewards than if you were just going, uh, removing the level cap. What do you think about that? They, I feel like they've consistently said their philosophy is that they don't want you to get to a point where that happens. Like, you're not going to walk through the public space and sneeze on the enemy and they all die. Like, they don't want that to be a thing. They want to maintain that, like, the world is alive and a, a potential threat, right? Obviously, the, the threat gets lower, you know, the, the higher level you are. But they've said that's their philosophy. I, I don't know if I disagree with that philosophy. I think I do agree with them that they're getting to a certain point it's not like in a Borderlands or a Diablo. If you go back to like the opening areas, you don't even have to kill the enemies. Nothing hurts you. You're just walking around. You just slap everything like you said. Um, I think that's different because that's a linear loop game where, well, Diablo's not even that anymore, but in its inception, it was a linear loop game where you'd go all the way to the end, restart, and play it again at a harder difficulty. And destiny's not like that destiny is sort of a world where you can go anywhere there's not like a oh this is the beginning area and this is the end area it just sort of all coexists to a certain degree that's why i don't think they could do this i also think that i would take a lot of what you're saying and apply it to like grandmasters and stuff i would say look i this isn't this isn't working this isn't working you're just beating the tar out of the player um so Conversely, right? I don't think I should go into content and be like, this isn't even content. This is a joke. I'm literally like flicking the enemy in the face and they're all dying. And conversely, I don't want to go into content and get flicked in the face by the enemy and die either. I I think they're two extremes that need to be avoided. (laughs) I went in and helped a clan member uh, get Thorn the other day, and it was the most frustrating thing. I, I, I forgot exactly. <laughs> like, you could get too slapped with, with yep. a, by a boomer, and I'm like, yep. I am 1056 <laughs> without my artifact, and here I am. Poof, I'm like, okay, this is great. I literally told my guy, because he was at level, to go hide where the fir- you know, where how the, um, the uh the shriekers like moves to the first location out in the back right i told him to go and hide at the scaffolding it usually works and so i go and just kill everything it was i i always i always always use that as an example because that's just poor design like i don't know why they have to make it that hard and i feel like it invalidates our work we we have a system where we are you know leveling up based on our gear and here we are we get scaled back i would think that they got to do something else like i don't know what's the 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 answer here how can they make us feel valued yeah well and it's really it's a hard thing too right because on one hand yeah you you do want every aspect of the world to really feel threatening right you want that challenge at the same time though progress indicates that you're rising above the challenge and at some point you're going to be able to just come over and, and slap them down. I, I, I tend to lean more so on being able to, you know, come back to an area that's kind of more dedicated for levels, say like one to, or well, I guess not one to 10, but uh, let's say 750 to 800. Right. And if I'm a level thousand, I, I don't really see the problem with being able to kind of sneeze on people and, and kill them because it just, it, it's like I remember when that enemy was killing me in two shots and now I'm back and I'm helping my buddy and you know but 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 there's also that issue of you don't just want to steamroll content to quickly level up other other players mm-hmm. I 
there I somebody put something in chat that kind of makes me think you know this is why some semblance of difficulty spectrum I think is needed almost everywhere so that you know the easy normal hard and extreme you don't need levels like you just you have things get harder you know the, the, the way you go up I think they can achieve that as they kind of did with nightmare hunts and nightfalls it kind of I'm, I'm saying they kind of got there where if I could make seasonal content or strikes you know harder by upping the difficulty and having the actual sort of the elude incentive attached to it so I, I have a reason to do that this is where I think people start wanting world tiers like let me make the public space mm-hmm. harder You're and that I think that gets yeah. complicated with respect to like instancing and getting people in the same spots yeah. but I do think it strikes at what we're saying that the the journey of leveling right now feels weird you level up you don't feel all that much stronger in the base level content you do feel stronger when you go back to like a 1050 nightfall and you're now 1050 or 1060 you do feel the difference that is true but the crescendo of your leveling welcome to the end game you're a literal piece of tissue paper i think is just the weirdest way to treat the player i've i don't know i Right. I've always felt like other games where I gear up and go into harder areas, it's a little bit tough, but I feel like I've increased in toughness. There's almost like a sense of I can handle this. This is going to be a little harder, but I've got some great stuff in my in my in my toolbox here that I'm going to I'm going to, you know, use in combat. And in Destiny, it because a lot of what you use ends up being sort of static. It's like, well, this is efficient here and here. I don't go in with anything new. I just go in and it's way harder. And so it lacks that sense of gearing up to go up. And that I think on the topic of today, progression is a lack of a sense of progression. I don't really feel like I progressed. I just feel like you're turning up a dial. And if I decide the water's too hot, that's just kind of the end of it. I don't go in that pool. Maybe my my only bit of pushback against that would be: doesn't that create more aspiration then to level up and to kind of push through that though, right? Because you want to kill that thing that's two shotting you because you're a piece of tissue paper, and now you're dealing with the big wigs, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is but this is where I think difficulty spectrum works as an aspiration. Like you want to level yeah. up, you want to get stronger and go in there. And maybe this is where some of the things we talked about earlier with an adept slot and adept mods to mm-hmm. make your gun stronger, to make your build better, you feel yeah. like, yep, now I want to go in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll keep this quick because I I know uh, we got other another person. Um, so what what do you think then if they kind of did something along the lines of well this part of this map let's say on like Europa is it's recommended it's not locked off but it's kind of recommended for these higher levels you can go there as, with as a group if you want and see how far you get but you might want to wait and kind of come back to it later <laughs> so it doesn't like lock it off again kind of like a soft lock right because you can you can go check it out but you know you might get slapped a bit harder <laughs> for it yeah, yeah. I mean, Greg's putting something in the Discord. He's like, "There's nothing like dressing up all cool, being 1073, and getting slapped by a streaker in a 750 activity yeah. because scaling." <laughs> so true. Yeah, oh my god, that's what I'm talking about. Like, come it's, on. Right, right, and that <laughs> doesn't feel good. It doesn't. Is that a design flaw in shriekers and how damage is registered, like all at once, sort of suddenly? The same thing kind of happens with wizards. Like, I wonder if that's a design flaw in shriekers more than like the combat. Like, if I'm gonna stand there and let a knight wail on me yeah eventually i'm gonna die and probably should die i you know it's like 
I do think there's some damage registration that needs looked at. A gambit especially always felt like there was something weird going on, like I would I would die faster there or something. It was odd. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard. I, I understand where people are coming from, but at the same time, you're talking about in the current world of Destiny, completely invalidating 90% of the content then. Like, as soon as you hit max level, so much of the content is literal junk to you. And I would rather them say, instead of tipping the scales that sharply, invest in each of the sections to say, we're going to put more capital here with difficulty spectrum so that strikes don't become invalid to you. Public space whatever the seasonal content doesn't become invalid to you because you're now because a number on your character is higher you just get to go in and backhand everything like it's a joke that that also kind of doesn't make sense within the realm of the lore in the game like why suddenly should a shrieker not be a threat why because your number is higher like i get where you're coming from and i understand the premise but i would worry experientially it would cannibalize so much of the game and make so much irrelevant to you. I'm actually on the other side saying, no, make all the content relevant. Give us depth within the activities and a reason to up the up the, the difficulty. Yeah, no, that's that's it, it's such uh, it's such a hard thing to to hit perfectly. I I feel like am I coming in okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like the problem is that number because we're going up so far yeah. up. So 750 was the new zero at that point. And they, during opulence, and they had everyone like, you know, kind of like speed up to it. Oh no, that was Shadowkeep, I'm sorry. It, when, when we get to that point, okay, the new zero 750, that should just be normal. I think they should just do away with that number. And because when they increase, let's say base stats to 1100, let's say, that's the new normal. You know, you're not gonna, they're not gonna say, oh, okay, well, it's still 750. I think that's the disconnect here. How is it 750? And then we're getting two shot. I know they scale us down, but at least raise the number, make it look like it's relative to the, to the growth, something. Like, I, I it's just, it's such a, it's a weird disconnect in our minds when we think about it. it because, it, of course, it's a hybrid RPG. It's, but we think the higher level we are, the less damage we're going to take. So what <laughs> the they less likely do... we're going to get two shot. Right? Hey, right. That's like the whole point. Like, oh, I'm level 45, <laughs> but I'm taking the same damage I was taking when I was level one. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? So I'm saying this next time they go normal. Okay, that's a thousand flat out. And then you go hard, very hard, ultimate, grandmaster. Uh, <laughs> what, what is it? Hell on earth. Let's go with that. Let's use some Duke Nukem terminology. I don't care. <laughs> like, why don't we try that <laughs> instead? Do you guys think it would be easier if they lower the numbers back to like a more, you know, 750, such a high, such a high start. You think it would be a bit simpler to kind of figure out if they start everyone back at zero and i don't know keep the power yeah. level pretty small to, at least to figure out what the problem is I don't that would know, tip us off i don't mm-hmm. think a, uh, the squish shouldn't help them because it's all percentages anyway so i don't think a squish would help them it would help us maybe understand a little yeah. bit more I, when i think of sure. a game like diablo i'm the reason I don't go back to the beginning town or the beginning areas is because there's literally no incentive to do so. I could and slap everything around like they're a joke, right? But there's no reason to go back there because the game kind of comes with you. And I think Diablo is a great example because they have mastered the seasonal format where there's rifts, new gear, new loot, new things to aspire to, and it's a seasonal thing. So you go in and 
it's not going to be easy because the game kind of moves with you, right? You're not going to go into those rifts and be like, this is a joke. Now, obviously, once you get so strong, you you might want to up the difficulty of the rifts in the world so that you're getting the increased drop rates and it's actually a challenge because you can go in on normal and it's it's a fairly, you know, easy, you know, plow. You just go plowing through everything. And that's fine. Some people might want to play that way. I think the problem with Destiny is if they're trying to do the seasonal format and they want the game to continue to come with us, they have to figure this aspect of it out to where, you know, because somebody said that's too much investment. I I don't agree at all. I think strikes should be relevant every season to a certain degree. And same with the seasonal content, Gambit and Crucible. Mm -hmm. Put a couple of pieces of loot in there, have a better version at the higher difficulty, and go, dude, ship it. Like, I'm going to grind that content, and I'm going to increase difficulty to get the better versions, instead of that content being, like, irrelevant for 10 months of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that's the only way you make the seasonal format feel like we're carrying the game with us, instead of leaving it all behind. You know, it's like especially that since they've gutted so much of the game anyway with the DCV I right I, you know right <laughs> so well that would be it for me uh, okay I know we got the other guy waiting thank you for having me again nice yeah. talking to you always a pleasure Necro mm-hmm. alright we're going to Greg Greg's already kind of wound up caps and stuff in, in Discord. He's just going crazy. <laughs> because it's like, look, we killed gods and we killed Ori. Like, why is... I get like, I get it. It's, it is the problem of, yeah, the number is there, but it doesn't really mean anything. But at the same time, like, okay, give us the hard <laughs> content, but then make the easy content easy. Don't scale it down. Just let us be stupid strong and then make the hard content actually be challenging. Right? Because then we don't, we're like, all right, we'll go in there for some fun, but we're not really going to want to do it. And we don't have to do it because it's, you know, just because it's in a rotator activity. All right. But then we have the harder stuff to go, okay, this is actually the stuff we're going to grind. Right? right. That's, that's, right. that's a little, all right. Yeah. Anyway, my thing is the bounties because I got a laundry list of problems with the bounties right now because I hate them. I didn't do, I, I barely did any bounties this season at all. And I hit like plus 21 on the artifact, right? But that's only because I've been grinding out seals and titles and we have had like an extra two months to do this stuff. But honestly, like, okay, here here are the main things that they need to do for me for bounties, all right? Make them synergistic, make them entry-level passive gains, reward materials, like Crow said, like, you know, uh, why is why is the gunsmith the only one that gives us cores? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, in planetary mats, you know, when they're useful again, maybe, maybe even have total bounty completion rewards. So if you do like a hundred bounties in a season, you can go and get this, like, I think, I think Avenger brought this up at one point, like a long time ago. You can get like uh, like a class item or some cosmetic or something, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, people literally just grind them out purely for the artifact. Right? I mean, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the other reason is because activities don't give you anything. They need to buff the activity XP based on, like, in my opinion, based on what the activity is. So, you know, and the light level of the activity. So if you're doing a pinnacle activity, you should be getting a ton of XP. And the bounties are just little, like, entry level, like I said, entry level passive gains that kind of just let you 
you know, have them on you all the time. Your fire team can go with you, like you said, Lono, and just help you complete the uh, the bounties while you're doing that pinnacle activity to get the main, the be the beef of the XP. Yeah, I, one of the things here that I think is so tough is anything that can be done on a quicker rhythm. So bounties are pretty quick, right? Weekly, daily, and repeatables, and you can just kind of keep grabbing them and doing them. I think a good example of when something that is rhythmically quick but dissonant in time and reward is when you grab a patrol and it says, you know, get 11 of these things from vandals, and there's like one vandal in the area. And you're like, well, this is dumb. The amount of time it's going to take me to get yeah. this patrol done is disproportionate to what I'm going to get out of it. Right. So conversely, there's a similar problem with if bounties give you way too much, they're too readily available. Like it's like it's coming around on a rhythm and it's hitting too often to deliver a significant amount of reward. But also, if it doesn't give enough, then no one will care. There's like this weird, delicate balance where it's got to be right in the middle. It's got to give just enough to matter and not take that much effort. Or if it takes too much effort and doesn't give enough, or if it gives too much and doesn't require enough effort, you've created something that's imbalanced and dissonant and is going to get either abused Mm. or ignored. Like, I think that's the hardest thing with bounties is how do you land in that happy middle spot? Well, that's what that's. I think the reason why it's so, so actually I'll let Crow have his input first. Go on. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about this at the moment. So, so go for it. Okay. Well, part of the reason to address that that balancing problem and the, you know how do you make people not just want to do that is again you make the act the actual like routine activity loops more rewarding and you make them be the primary xp gain because okay like if you have the like i think a good example i think bound like shax's bounties for me are okay because generally they're they're weapons that you use sometimes they're kind of weird but it's usually not you don't have to do a whole lot to, with them Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, you, like, I usually get them all done in one match, right? Like that's, and I don't really feel the need to go and get repeatable bounties because I mean, I'm not a huge PVP person, but you know, the, those are pretty synergistic. Those are pretty, those are very passive because they're usually weapons that I use. And you know, I, you get a lot of reward out of just playing the activity. Like, I feel like you get actually quite a lot of XP out of doing PVP versus just doing the bounties for PVP. Um, and I feel if you... If you lower, if you give give people materials, like maybe like, I don't know, like some planetary materials and a much smaller percentage of XP than what we get right now for the bounty, but you reward the activity completion with a much, much higher XP gain, then people are going to be like, okay, you know what? I'll get some materials that I need. And this is the key thing. I think you have to make the materials something that people need, or you have to give the materials some value in order for them to be useful. Then people will go, all right, well, I'll just pick these up while I'm running my main my main circuit, and that'll be fine. This is why I think a boon system could, could work here, because I, as you were talking, I was picturing it like a, a, like a snake that coils up, and it's wider at the bottom and fatter, and it gets more narrow as, it's, <laughs> as it coils up, you know, almost like a snake mountain, right? So think of it like this, like that bottom rung that you can do so easily and so quickly is feeding you a currency of some sort that contributes to sort of the next thing. So the next thing would be, okay, bounties are great, and completing bounties alongside of completing strikes 
is giving me this this currency or this item that's feeding the next level and the next level would be like a weapon boon and the weapon boon enables you to chase a particular item and the more currency you have maybe the better the boon maybe you can focus it toward a particular item so instead of your you know uh, a, a two or three weapon chance you can whittle it down to a one or a two weapon chance and the reason you can do that you've been faithfully running your bounties and strikes and you have a bunch of the currency so what you're doing is, is you're creating that passive grind underneath while you're running strikes that's feeding exactly. the more important grind yeah. of actually going after the loot and so as you go up that snake coil it does get more focused and more tight it's like I want this weapon with this role and everything I've been doing along the way is feeding to this this precise point and if you're more casual that's okay you're not going to go as far up that coil but right now it's like bounties are compartmentalized to one thing XP that's it that's all they serve if yeah. you made a system like that then running bounties in Crucible Gambit or, 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 or uh, the Vanguard playlist now actually has a purpose beyond just doing them for the sake of doing them. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean... Go, sorry, go on, Crow. Oh, no, okay, I'll, I'll just keep it quick. Uh, no, that, that falls exactly with what I was saying earlier. You know, I, I think bounties are fine. The problem is we, they've been the focus for most of year three that people are just sick of them, right? Like, most of what we do is bounty farming. And I think bounties are fine, but they cannot be the focus. I, I, I definitely think they definitely they work way better as a as a passive flux of gain. And um, I had a question, but I'll wait till you uh, you go ahead, Greg, on what you were gonna say. Um, what was I gonna say? That's a good point. <laughs> what about the currency Some... and grinding up to the? Oh chip? yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly it though. It's like why regardless of whether or not their rewards from vendors right now are worth it, you know, it's like, if you do a bounty, why, why am I not really getting any currency for doing the bounty? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe the solution is to make them not give any XP at all. And because for them to, for them to be kind of like nerfed, so to speak, they would have to really just be given a completely different reward. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that in order, in order to replace the amount of XP that you gain in any activity, you'd have to give the activities so much XP, right? To get the same like um, XP per minute that you would get from doing bounties. And at that point, it's it's like, okay, well, you, you're it takes so long to complete an activity that it, it'd just be kind of pointless. Like, you, it, you'd be better off doing something like a boon system or just rewarding materials that you can spend on, on weapons or maybe even do like, Okay, if you complete like <clears throat> forty bounties in strikes, you can get a you can get a boon, like you said, and maybe that can tie into something like changing your reward to a piece of armor, right? Like something like that, and making them more worthwhile rather than just a a, a grind. And I also think that maybe okay, maybe not activities, but enemy XP type needs to be boosted a little bit, because I. <sighs> I mean, you barely get anything for killing enemies, which I get that there's a lot of them, but they're taking away the main meat grinders in the game now. I mean, they're taking away Menagerie, EP, Whisper. The only thing left is Last Wish, but that's, I mean, that you know, that's kind of fading out of people's minds, especially with the new raid coming up. And it's, it's really tedious too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think they do need to cap the artifact too, because it makes the want to grind bounties less and it also makes the caps clear. Like, if you're going into 
a grandmaster and they cap you at 1075. I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that. So they just keep grinding the artifact for no reason. You know, well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple people that are like, oh, I just want the, you know, show off. But there's also a triumph for the plus 20 every season. Which, I, I mean, that's okay, because if it's like, I thought it was 1080. If it's 1075, fine. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, I think the, 10, the plus 20, though, thing bothered me ever since they did it, because this is the only season I've got it. And I, mm. I really try to grind sometimes. Yeah, it was a pretty monotonous. I mean, it, you basically always have to grab bounties if you're going to do it, because it, it's... Yeah. Yep. Not gonna get the twenty otherwise. Uh, Crow, you said you had a question. Um, yeah, uh, just to kind of pick your guys' brain for a second. Um, so what? And and I guess I, I'd be kind of curious to see what people in in chat think of this as well. Um, what do you think then if they introduced a sort of tiered bounty system? So like, uh, take Zavala for instance. You know, you're a new player. You're at seven fifty, and up until a certain point, bounties that you do, you know, they'll give you. I don't know. A little bit of materials right and then as you get more and more tokens you level up with shacks you eventually hit a point where you get i don't know let's say heroic whatever bounties and they'll just start dropping weapons and then and xp and whatnot um you just made me hmm. remember ada's system didn't she she basically had a system did like she this. do that i don't or remember the- much i i've with her system so if that's essentially what it was then fair (laughs) it's not no it's not precisely what you described but it's definitely similar like the weeklies gave you a certain currency and then the dailies gave you a certain currency and you would do those to then buy her frames to get the weapons so Mm -hmm. it was and i love that idea of like well if i do the higher tiered bounties i'll get a better reward you know with the instead of doing a weapon frame or a weapon bounty system, my boon idea is mainly to get us out of the bounties in the, in the, in the tower. Like I want the loot dropping in the world, but that system could currently could easily be bolstered by what you're describing. Like if you do the weeklies or the, the harder bounties or the higher tier bounties, they would reward you with the currency to buy the higher valued boons. You know, there's a boon for this hand cannon and there's three versions of it. And the best version, the most efficient version is more expensive. And you got to kind of like, grind up the bounties and get the currency to buy it but then the boon's active for like four hours so you're kind of you're 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 working your way up to a grind session kind of um it sounds like a slightly more controlled version of the chalice from opulence yeah yeah i didn't like one of the things i didn't like about the chalice was the rng on the runes it was like if i wanted a particular item I had zero control in being able to go after it because I needed the runes to drop. Now, obviously, we're forgetting that because we're all rune rich and we have (laughs) more than we need. Um, (laughs) And so you can just kind of go and do it as many times as you want. Uh, This, again, goes in line with when I said turn an NPC into an obelisk. Like, if you remember in Season of Dawn, leveling up the obelisk, you got benefits as you went and you were investing and there was currency tied and everything else. And the, the bounties came with the currency to level up the obelisk to unlock the cooler stuff. That's another system that they've done that I thought worked well that would work with what we're saying. It would be a currency. It would be a sense of progression that isn't purely XP. It's tied to the actual NPC and yep. it's tied to valuable items or perks that matter throughout the season that get reset at the end. Right. I mean, because I don't know about the both of you, but it would be pretty satisfying if, say... Okay, cool. I I just did my next rank up with uh, Zavala or uh, Saladin, and the menu changed on what he's offering me. Yeah, I mean, I said this like during the world job talk about why do we have these vendors and we still have vendor level, but they don't do anything. Like, 
I think my rank with Zavala right now is like probably over a hundred, but I don't get any benefit from it. I just get a good evening, Guardian, and a like you know, <laughs> a nice stare off into the distance over my shoulder. But <laughs> you know, it'd be, it would be. I think I agree with Lono a lot with the um, with the with the boon system again. Like you mm -hmm. have to yeah. have some kind of thing like that in order to stop people from just grinding them away and, and again i think you have to just either make the xp so small that it's not worth people like hoarding them or you have to just make the reward the drop but i, I don't want the drop to be a world drop it has to be a boon thing yeah because then yeah the reason i like boons is it's like i don't want to have to be in a particular strike like oh crap i got the wrong strike it would be like no just play right. and the boss yeah. drops the boss has a chance to drop and the way you make all all strikes equal to a certain degree is the scoring system we talked about the boon is more effective the higher score you get so it doesn't matter what strike you land in you have an incentive to kill everything and then kill the boss and you could even get guys like me to maybe this is a big maybe stay in the fanatic strike because the boon gets more effective the longer <laughs> i'm in the playlist like it's like almost like a right. streak bonus um it's like three of coins sorry right and the streak bonus could be utilized in a similar way in crucible yeah i mean you could yeah. like you could if you made them obelisks like and people wanted to grind xp with something you could say okay well you have 50 boons turn in 25 of them and you get like a double xp boost for an hour in in strikes for example right, right. so then you 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 encourage people to run the playlist activities and the circuit activities while also making it feel more rewarding because they're getting more xp and they're yeah. leveling their artifact then i want to do this because we talked about it just recently vendetta reminded me how it worked the weekly gave you a ballistic log for gold frames and the dailies gave mm -hmm. you modular reports for the repeat frames so there were right. see there was right. a tier of weapon frame tier of mm -hmm. weapon boons they've already done systems like this it's all there they just got to put the pieces together to make the npcs and bounties more enjoyable yeah, well, and whoever it was who asked the question about, like, you know, what if I just want to focus on in strikes? Well, there you go. That that caters to that kind of mentality, right? Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Where do you like to plant your flag day-to-day, week-to-week, and just do it? And and if you're getting rewards the whole time, man, is that a great value transmission to basically anybody playing the video game. Like, that. Like that's what yeah. people want, yeah. you know? I right. know? Who wants to go run Reckoning for a, a gun... <laughs> that's really good and it barely drops or crucible for a, a milestone it's like nah I just I love hanging out in strikes cool do it you're gonna get stuff and you're gonna level enjoy that yeah. makes me kind of think maybe <laughs> this is like a whole other conversation though but you know just just reward the weapon but weight the perk percentage drop rate so the what would the boons affect so the weapon that? oh well, yeah, you like could a better boon like would have that. a better would like what like narrow the perk possibilities. You know how the raids had right. the, uh, the garden weapons had less less perks. <clears throat> they had four per lane instead of six, so the likelihood yeah, of getting exactly. the roll you want was was made was 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 better in the in garden. You could do the same thing, right? The 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 tier three boon shrinks the perk pool on the gun. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so you're not True. always so you always get the weapon, right? So the casual guy might not get the best roll all the time, but he'll have the gun. And he'll have something. <laughs> Me. But then if you want to refine that, right, then you can. You can go and get the boon and say, well, no, I want to increase my chances of getting a god roll. And that way you're still getting you're still getting rewards. And whether you break that down into weapons, materials, or whatever is up to you. Think about but how logically... You... 
think about how logically that tiers down too. The casual is going to have less currency and will thus be more attracted to the lower tier boon because it's cheaper, and then have a, a, a less likelihood of getting the god roll. The hardcore player is going to have more currency, be able to afford the, the higher tier boon, and have that more mm-hmm. focused grind for the god roll. It works. Like there's a logical harmony to that. That I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, you got to get us out of the tower and you got to do a, 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 a currency system on and, and a seasonal rank system on NPCs that ties in with everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, go ahead, Crow. Oh, no, I was just going to say, imagine, you know, imagine this boon thing we've been talking about. And then you put that in line with uh, <clears throat> the um, the weapon slotting. Oh, the weapon mod slotting that Lono's been pushing for. Things get pretty interesting when you start kind of, you know, putting these these ideas together. I don't know. I think it'd be really neat. Go ahead, whatever you're going to say. All all I was going to say was that, like, they literally built the UI with the, what was the sundial thing? Was that what it was? No, it wasn't the sundial. It was um, the obelisks. Like, they have the system. They have the UI. They just have to slap it onto an NPC and change the change the effects. Yeah, right. It's and there. Yeah. Five twenty three gaming just said something great in chat. He says that'll kill Crucible. If I can hang out in strikes and progress with no issues, I'm never gonna go into the one hit kill fest. See, this is exactly why Crucible and Gambit and Vanguard need their own loot, because if everything yeah. is equal, yeah. yes. then that's exactly true. Nobody's yeah. gonna go into Crucible unless obviously the Crucible right. fans will, but nobody else will because it's like why am I gonna go there? But if you put dope loot in there, I will like, yeah. you're never well, going to get me to go into those hoppers I mean, if you don't put loot in there that I can only get there. You're yeah. never going to get me in there. Yeah, I mean, again, players, look, let's let's be real. We don't do things always just because it's fun, right? I mean, realistically, we do no. it because there's an incentive to go get something. Exactly, exactly. You think, well, the, skeleton, my, you think well, the skeleton key grind was fun for me? No, I wanted the Imago loop. Right, I loved it, but that's me. And Lono is very different from me in that regard <laughs> you know what my argument right now too against that is what are you doing right now everybody's playing pvp everybody has spare rations everybody has mountaintop everybody yeah. has recluse like right. people are playing pvp when everybody has the same guns anyway pvp yeah. the differentiator should be the skill it shouldn't be the weapons so why does it like you know are you really like is it that much of a concern i was just saying that Right now, we don't know if there's going to be an actual different loot pool per those activities because they've homogenized the armor, basically. And look at what they did with the loot, right, this time around with the Umbrals. You can go mm-hmm. to Drifter Shacks or uh, or Zavala, and you can get those world drops from Token Slamming. So if the loot pools for those three activities are indistinguishable from each other, then someone's going to have zero reason to go into Strikes or crucible or gambit other than the level like what's what's going to be what's going to be dropping in gambit what armor is that it yep. and then world drops <laughs> then why would i go play gambit other than being a fan of gambit it's a loot based game like this is a huge question that i have about about the vendors and loot for for year 4 it, you you've you, the armor is the same it's different according to decal okay i can get over that if there's guns if not, mm-hmm. I'm I am very curious as to how they think that's as Luke Smith said, reinvigorating the core activities. Yeah, yeah, that did raise a bit of a red flag. I mean, silhouettes looking kind of similar. Eh, I mean, I'm always gonna push kind for. I'm, I'm always gonna, you know, I'm always <laughs> yeah, that's being. I, I'm always gonna push for more diversity in that regard, but I also know they have a lot on their plate. 
and other things to focus on. The Varric Spotlight has officially gone... Uh, we've watched that. Is that what you guys are talking about? The Varric Spotlight was a hidden video. Has it finally gone public? Yeah, the Varric Spotlight has officially gone public. It's 45 seconds long. We actually already watched that, guys. Appreciate the heads up, though. There's two more coming. There's one for Aramis and one for the Stranger. There could be more than that as well, but those are the ones we know about. So Why haven't we got one for the Drifter? We've gotten one for the Stranger, for Aramis, for Varix, for pretty much all the main guys. I mean, we haven't got one for the four, but I don't, I don't expect that. But we haven't got one for the Drifter. Well, and if you go to their website, about an hour ago, they embedded those videos on their website. So Aramis has an embedded video now. Go to Bungie.net and then go to the Beyond Light story page. Um, and then Aramis has an embedded video. Varix has the embedded video you just saw go live on YouTube. And then Stranger has hers. Aris and Drifter are down here kind of lonely. I don't know if they're going to do ones for them. They may not be as central of a, of a, of a focus. So, obviously, I'll have to wait and see. So I'd be sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any any no, final yeah. thoughts before we wrap on this uh, call-in session? Nope. I know you got repeat theater coming up. Um. No. Yeah. Agreed. Same. Nothing okay. else. My ranting well, is done. This has been fun. The call-in sessions are fun. It obviously is a little different with a co-host, but this was really enjoyable. So if you guys are like, man, that'd be so cool to do, you can use Patreon or the join button right now on YouTube to pick VIP for call-ins. The really, really high tier tier three is for co-hosts. Yes, it's expensive, but that's because, you know, I'm not just, I'm not going to share the mic for two hours with somebody uh, just because they, they hang out in chat. Like we do make that something that is a, a little bit out of reach just because it's a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big deal. But I had a lot of fun today co-hosting uh, with Steam Crow. And uh, the easiest way to support the stream, honestly, is to click subscribe and then the like button. Those two things help out my channel immensely. And as a reminder, again, sntrlive.com brings you here to the live channel. This channel is now purely live content. SNTR videos is where all of the uploads go. Also, if you enjoy podcasts, just look for SNTR Presents anywhere and you can listen to it on any of the podcast platforms. And then the one central hub for everything, sntrnetwork.com. You should have it bookmarked for scheduling purposes, watch parties, and uh, all of the content from the Rageous Roundtable to Repeat Theater, which we're about to go do, uh, and these section, these episodes as well. As always, if you're listening or watching in any of the locations that my content hit, please like, share, and subscribe.